August. Welcome to TDA, the day after your favorite news platform and the home of popular culture as defined by the culture. We are your hosts and I am your favorite shade queen, my own royalty. Um, I am your favorite shade king, big man use. Okay. <laughs> and they call me man, pro-black activist, TDA producer, news analyst, melanin jumper. Absolutely love it. Love it. What made you go with that verse? I like it. You know it. what? I, you just caught me off guard. I was trying to get the document out, but then I thought, like, oh shit, it's me. So I just said whatever came to my head. <laughs> fair enough, fair yeah. enough. How's everyone doing this every morning? Yeah, I'm all right. A bit oh, frazzled. Good, thank you. <laughs> a bit frazzled. Guys, a bit frazzled dazzled, but we're here. We're here. Yeah. Love to see it. Love to see it. Yeah. So you guys now have three rules for you guys, listeners. Uh subscribe to the channel, like the video, and join our TNB network. I love you even joining. Every time I go on there, it's a whole yeah. host of mm-hmm. new people. Um, so j- you can join the network by tapping into your browser, community.thenewblack.com. Also, there's a really cool feature on there where you get to invite other people. Like it makes it so easy for you. Mm. All you have to do is just refer someone, refer someone else. It sends you, you can send them the direct link, mm-hmm. or you just put the email in and it does it for you. And you get badges. Someone's on a bronze. I can't remember her name. Iman, yeah. Iman? Yeah. Yeah. Pick up you, Iman. She's on bronze already. Absolutely love to see it. But um, yeah, so do all of that great stuff. Like the video. You're going to like the show. At some point, this week, we, will, we will be giving you the full rundown of um, how things are working on there in terms of the TDA aspect. But if you join, you'll see this already like cool stuff, cool little groups mm-hmm. forming for different areas of interest. Um, so yeah. And when it tells you, when it prompts you to download the app, do so. It's a cool app. All right, should we get into the show? Yeah. Let's get into it. Okay, so the first headline, trigger warning. Um, it's a very sad story, um, to be fair. But yeah, I'll, I'll get straight into it. So a nine-year-old girl was fatally shot when a man being chased by a gunman forced his way into her Liverpool home. Olivia Pratt Corbell was shot in the chest as her mother struggled with the men at the door of her house in Dovecot at about 10 o'clock on Monday. The gunman fired indiscriminately, hitting Olivia, her mum, Cheryl Corbell, in the wrist, and the man that he was chasing in the body. Merseyside police said the family had no connection to the two men who forced their way into the house. Speaking at a press conference, Chief Constable Serena Kennedy appealed for anyone with information to come forward, adding that now was not the time to remain tight-lipped. Merseyside police broke down what happened as follows. A 35-year-old man ran into their home, followed by a man armed with a handgun, after Miss Corbell opened the door to see what the noise was about. Olivia was fatally shot and Miss Corbell was shot in the wrist as she tried to shut the door. The gunman then fired two more times through the gap in the door, hitting the 35-year-old in the upper body before running away. The injured man was then driven away in a black Audi, while Olivia and Miss Corbell were left behind. The gunman was described as about five foot seven, of slim build, carrying a handgun and wearing a black padded jacket, a black balaclava, and black gloves. Miss Kennedy said this was a shocking and appalling attack which will reverberate around our communities. We need to find all who are responsible for this, not just the gunman, we need to find who supplied the weapon and who arranged this terrible incident. She added that she wanted to appeal to London's, sorry, Liverpool's criminal fraternity for information 
as Olivia's death was an absolute tragedy and crosses every single boundary. That is ridiculously mm. sad. Yeah. That is so sad. Yes. Oh, oh baby. Mm-hmm. Um, next bit of news. Uh, it's a bit of good news, actually. This is fantastic news. Yeah. So, we've, we've been speaking about this, I think, all week. Plus some of last week as well. But this is about the student nurse, Owami Davis. Mm. She has been found alive and well in Hampshire. Thank the Met Police have confirmed. A member of the public came forward after a police appeal, which saw a huge public response and 117 possible sightings. Ms. Davies, who was studying nursing at King's College London, left her home in Grays Essex on the 4th of July and was last seen on CCTV in Croydon on the 7th of July. Police had been working to retrace the 24-year-old steps with some 50 officers trawling through 50,000 hours of CCTV footage. The Met said that she had been discovered after the 118th reported sighting, which, which it had received at 10.30 on Tuesday. The force added Miss Davies' family had spoken to her and she appeared to be fit and well cared for. Officers will speak to Miss Davies more fully in due course about her welfare. Detective Chief Inspector Nigel Penny, who led the investigation, said it was the outcome we were all hoping and praying for. He said, I would like to say she had been found safe and well outside the London area in the county of Hampshire, and she's currently with specialist officers from my team. She looks in good health. She's in a place of safety and not currently in the vulnerable state that we were led to believe she was in at the start of her disappearance. They need to get to that bottom of that case, mm. like, expeditiously, because how does this end up in Hampshire? And... Because mm. I remember they arrested, like, a few people... Yeah, like five people. kidnapped and... Yeah, and murder. How does she? How did she get there? Do you yeah. mean? I feel like yeah. I hope they really get to the bottom of it, and people do actually get arrested. I feel like it does. It is mm-hmm. giving me kidnap, abduction mm. type of energy. A part of it was I was also getting like mental health as well. That made, because after a while they were talking about she might be on trains approaching people. Mm. So I was thinking mm, maybe it's the mental. But health. that might be for safety. Yeah. Maybe she managed to escape. Maybe, yeah, maybe. You're yeah, right. yeah, it might be for it might be a thing of safety. I think if she was in a, there would it would so it would be kind of obvious if she was in a mental mm. vulnerable state. Do you get mm. what I mean? It's not one of those ones. I don't think you can hide. Yeah, I, um, I think that would be evidence. If they didn't think that mm-hmm. seeing her, mm. there's definitely got to be more to the story. Right, but yeah. hopefully, um, she can get all the love and support and healing that she needs because she's been missing for two months. It's crazy. And crazy. apparently her workplace as well didn't didn't um log it in that she's been absent for her shifts. Serious? Yeah. They've did this before. I can't remember who it was, mm. but they don't belong, they don't be telling telling the authorities people are missing their, their mm. shifts and just assume mm-hmm. that you know it's not that woman that um was a woman, wasn't it? Yeah, that was found dead in her apartment. And she mm. didn't for like two years, remember? She died during COVID. We reported on it. She's been the old the old woman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. her landlord just applied for benefits on her behalf and was just taking yeah. taking mm-hmm. up the um the, what's the, the universal the rent. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm. But hopefully anyway, um Wami gets better and everything. Does it stay say who she was with or what she was doing, or they just found her? No, nah, they just found her. Yeah. Just Someone just called it in. Found, yeah. Yeah. But hopefully more will come up. Mm-hmm. Um and then she can do what she needs to do. Yeah. All right, let's get into our topic of the day. What? Okay, so today's topic of the day is another topic that we can probably speak about for 20 hours. 
But we but, won't. But we won't, of course. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just stay on, you know, surface level and whatnot. But the question is, do we do it to ourselves? Right? So yesterday we spoke about colorism, mm-hmm. which again, we know exists. We know this, right? We don't yeah. need to go into that. We'll waste time doing that. Mm-hmm. But the question today is, in 2022, right? Are we the biggest perpetrators of colorism? Who's we? As in black people, sorry. Black people. Right? <laughs> and this is not just about colorism, by the way. This is about basically all the, the other ills that we kind of, in the past, would know and associate with black, white people doing to us. Mm, okay. In 2022, are we the biggest culprits? Have we, have we become the, the villains that we hated? Thank you very much. That's basically the question. Okay. Like, are, are we, is this PTSD? Are we behaving in a particular way? Or are the forces that are out there, mm-hmm. are they actively doing things, even now, mm. to keep us separated, divided, and conquered? All of these type of things that, you know, in the past, it was clear to see that the link was there. Yeah. Or have they kind of stopped? Hmm. I did an example. Is it, is it outside of colorism, or do you mean even colorism itself? Yeah, including colorism. So, for example, it could be maybe... Um, Certain jobs, for example, yeah. you just won't get access to. Um, for example, like like we said before, hiring maybe one uh, black person just to say you, you do certain things. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe um, back in, back in the day, your whole, especially in America, you had the whole red tape um, thing, which affected their economies mm. within uh, certain communities. So, for example, if you were within a particular area, yeah, it's harder for you to get bank loans. It's harder for you mm. to do certain things that would help you thrive. Outside of your community now, the same banks would do these other people, which obviously were not black or yeah. Latino or mixed race people, white people. So th- those things were put in place to obviously make it difficult for people to rise up mm-hmm. in our communities. Mm-hmm. Do these things still exist? Or are we basically, are we our, our, our worst enemy now? I think it still exists. I think that, I think it all still exists. Mm-hmm. I do think that with black people, um, it's, I think it is like PTSD, and I know I'm aware I'm not using PTSD in the right context, so don't. You are. Me. You are. Listen, I don't know what people want anymore. I don't. <laughs> um, but um, I do think that I don't think that we're doing to ourselves what we hate other people doing to us. But I think even if we are, I have more grace for even though it might not be nice, but I have more grace for black people doing to each other mm-hmm. what we've complained about other people doing to us mm. because I think that us doing t- to each other is coming from a bad place. Jamie, mm. mm. it's, it's coming from a place of not knowing better, a place of conditioning, a place of, um, it's just, yeah, it's, I would say conditioning, to be mm. fair. I think it's coming from a place of conditioning and I don't think that white, black people, because even the harm we cause to each other, of course, it's not, it's not great mm-hmm. or like whatever issues that we have within our community, it's not great, but we don't have enough power for it to fully terrorize people the way it is when other races have done it to us, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Do you get know I me? Mean? I still don't think it's a good yeah. thing, but I just don't think that we have so much power for it to have the impact that it did when the people yeah. with power did. I yes. think it's a mixture of both, really. I feel like white people are still practicing colorism, but it's kind of like they're doing it quietly. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's covert. They're doing it on a bigger scale and they're almost... What they're doing are the reasons why we are arguing amongst mm. ourselves on the ground level. Yeah. Um, and I think it 
as well as exclusive to different industries as well. So if you're looking at, for example, music videos, I feel like we're in charge of, you know, the women that we put mm-hmm. in our videos in front of our cameras and our choices, I say our, but artist choices are based off of maybe the, the PTSD or mm-hmm. the program and the et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I feel like because there's so much arguing amongst ourselves mm. on socials, maybe it's it's looking like we're the perpetrators. Mm. But at the higher level, are we the cause mm. of it? Or are we just arguing about what the upper, the mm. powers that be are doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No? I think that's what it is. Yeah, I, I think, think it's the latter. Yeah. We're arguing about the um, how, what the powers that be are mm-hmm. planting in our communities. But the issue is we're arguing... So, for example, you might have um, black women attacking light-skinned women, mm-hmm. but it's not the light-skinned woman's fault, is it, that she's being picked mm-hmm. by the white person yeah. for this opportunity? Mm-hmm. Then it's a case of, okay, should light-skinned women turn down opportunities because of the plight of dark-skinned women? Mm-hmm. Like, where, where do we yeah. draw the line? Because really, truly, how that then starts is just the white man favouring a certain complexion of um, black women. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then, because it's like, it's like when people talk about the like the house slaves and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. they obviously were all black to them, but they favoured this mm-hmm. kind of black more, this mm-hmm. complexion, sorry, more. Mm-hmm. And then, but then I think as a person who isn't favoured, you start to grow resentment mm-hmm. towards a person that is favoured. But really, it's not their fault that they got picked. I think it's similar to what I said yesterday, where there are people who they're aware of the privileges and whatever, but they still use their platform to raise awareness. Do you mm. get I me? Mean? So just because I'm enjoying it doesn't mean I'm not going to raise awareness. Yeah. But at the same time, there's some people who they know that they're enjoying that mm. and it kind of use that to, to have the same attitude the white man has mm. to like their own people. Yeah. Just because like, oh, well, I'm favoured and well, you know, it's like a you problem kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it makes it a bit tricky. Mm. Do you feel like in, um, I guess, uh, Okay, both of you've been to Stork, right? Yeah. You've been, you've, oh, yeah, 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 that place, yeah. Like, what, what's the employees like? Like, uh, sorry. I, mean, uh, I, I, I was so hungry. I don't even know what Sorry, Stork is a um, uh, West African, like, restaurant. Posh, restaurant. Mayfair. Yeah. Mayfair. Yeah. yeah. From what I remember, the staff were all black, right? Yeah, they're black. Okay, cool. Yeah, actually, yeah, I had a couple of black servers, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So, to see the chefs, though. Actually, no, I saw the chefs. They're black, too. The ones I saw. They, they better be. <laughs> kind of white, white and Spanish people cooking jollof. I'll start to be in them how, how that's going. <laughs> oh, well, they're, they're what chefs the, are... What would the chef be like? Mm. Mm. But then words. again, is Turtle Bay um, black-owned? <laughs> it's black food, but is it black-owned? That's the thing. That's what you have to... Because, yeah. That's Wait, but the, do, 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 you, do you feel like mm. a, good, a really good white chef can't learn how to make really good jollof rice or whatever African dish? No, you absolutely can. But yeah. I just think... If the stats is showing more whites than black, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the me, question needs yeah. to be why. Yeah. yeah. See, but so even like that, right? Because okay, that's it. Um, with the whole restaurant thing, right? Mm. If you feel basically the point I'm trying to get to is, if there's not a lot of black people getting into, let's just say, um, the restaurant business, right? Yeah. And then hiring black people to a staff and whatnot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But then you, you can see, for example, there's Indian restaurants and, and this, that, and the third, and they and they hire some black people and stuff, right? At what point does it become our fault for not doing our part? 
you get what I'm saying? Because if we're not doing our part yeah. and then we're kind of pointing the finger and saying, oh, that restaurant over there should have more representation. Oh, those Asians should, should, should be doing this and the third. And yeah. we know full well that if we own a restaurant, we would hire black people. Yeah. But we're not, right? We're putting our money into frivolous things, for example, yeah? yeah. At what point? Like, who do we blame? Do you get what I'm saying? By, our, by our part, you mean we're not, what? Starting, starting our, our own business. Yeah. But do we have the do we have the the um opportunities and so. resources to start restaurants? I think so. Yeah, for sure. After you because we do it. What? Because we do it. Like there's there's some restaurants out there. Yeah, but it's not as mm. popular as say other restaurants. I think it's difficult. I'm, I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm I'm just saying. Do you feel like okay, that that that's like, a luxury. Fo- following on from that question, right? Yeah. Um. Are we doing enough then to then get into these industries? Do you feel like there's something that's blocking us from getting into restaurants? It's said inflation out in the streets. <laughs> I'm looking yeah. at you like you report the news every day. What do you mean? No, but inflation is is a universal thing that hits everybody, right? And it's also become an issue in the last few years. Yeah, we've we've been in this country for decades and decades, right? Mm-hmm. This is why you've got you've got black barbers, you've really? got so many different businesses for stuff that we yeah. consider essential. Yeah, but even if you see like black barbers, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think. Black people have the resources they need, the needs, mm-hmm. as in freely given to them to be able to do these things successfully. Do you get what I mean? Because even when you look at your barber, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know how long you guys have been going to your barbers for, mm-hmm. but has your barber like upgraded the shop? Mine, mine, mine has. Is it looking like? Is it that when you walk in? Is it looking like? A, is it looking like a like? That it's been taken care of continuously. New floors, mm. new equipment, new chairs, like. Is it consistently been upgraded? Not to the way I think you're picturing in your mind. Yeah. No, but it has over the years improved, yeah. Yeah. And also is there need to? Because remember, yeah. if, you, if you're if you in Mayfair or in the city, like, what's, what's that um, other place? Is it Tony and Guy? Yeah. Right. They, they got the actual shops and salons, right? Yeah. Yeah, cool. So in those type of areas there, you would need to do that. Plus, plus uh, uh, I'm assuming some of the hairstyles cost a couple hundred pounds to do? Yeah, but do you know what though? I just, I think... Even I can even if I saw a Tony and Guy in a, in quote unquote the ghetto, yeah, I still feel like Tony and Guy would maintain that image. I just think. Yeah, what what image do you feel like barbershops have? Barbershops don't have a, a upscale, you know, image or decor. That's they've never been. Black that way ones, yeah. Black ones don't. Yeah. That's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. Is that I don't yeah, but, feel like black people have had the re- when you go to when I see Turkish ones, the Caucasian mm-hmm. ones. Mm-hmm. I can see that there's investment. This I don't think black people have the same resources that other races have to be able to invest and know more about business and stuff. Nah, if, if for example, if, if my barber wanted to, you know, do up his barber shop yeah. and make it proper, like upscale, he could. He doesn't mm-hmm. want to. He doesn't yeah. want to spend the money because there's no need to. Does he have the money to do that? Then hundred percent. Yeah, of course he has. Hundred percent. They make well, a lot of money. You as though they're accountants. So. No, I think they make a lot of money. Yeah, but I don't know. I'm just saying, the point I'm trying to make here anyway, barber or no barber, hairdresser, whatever, I'm mm-hmm. just make, saying that I don't think black people have the same resources and opportunities. When you say resources, you mean they don't have the same money? Like money, like just, yeah, like things that help, that can help make our lives better. I don't think that black people have the same access to it as the whites and other races in the I, country I, do. I think, I think, I think black I, people struggle more than anybody. I, I mean... I'm so. struggling to understand what your actual point is. I'm going off what he was saying about um us. What was it? Talking about like we are we doing it to ourselves when yeah. 
when it's like businesses and blah blah, blah all that kind of stuff. I think, he's, I think he's more talking about why are we starting certain businesses. For example, I think a better example might be you know uh, black cosmetic products. We mm. always mm. complain yeah. that you know they're owned by uh, Asians, Asian people, but we're not actively trying mm-hmm. to open up our own shops. So yeah. why why complain? This is what the point is. If you're going to complain about something, do something about it. Stop complaining about Asian-owned hair product shops if you're not going to start your own. Yeah, so my point... Yeah, so what I'm then saying of that is that I don't think that we have not only the knowledge, but even like the capital and all that stuff that's needed for us to be able to do that. Like we get... we There are black-owned like hair... Um, products and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff that are actually black owned as in someone started to come up with the idea themselves and stuff like that but when you hear them speak about the struggles and the difficulty in running it mm-hmm. it's something there's a um, what's it called Plant Made check out Instagram mm-hmm. um, her name's she's Nigerian she's Ghanaian Amma Amma mm-hmm. so she started during lockdown she started making hair oils and whatever she used to use it herself and hair was great she started she ended up you know putting it out there and it's proper every time she restocks it sells out mm-hmm. But even she's spoken on the struggles of having to like do this and the business. I think her business made like six figures or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she made a million or something. Something like that. She, she's done amazing with it. Mm. But then she's one person that I know of in the whole community. Because if it was, I feel like if it was very easy, I don't think that black people wouldn't be doing it. But, but this in my is, opinion. But this, but this is the thing about businesses. I, I don't think any business is easy. And a lot of the time, remember, we're listening to black people. Yeah. We're not listening to white people's side business and Asian people. It's a struggle. This, 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 remember, there's a lot of... Um... It's a struggle, yeah, but do you know what it is, though? Like, they they have better generational wealth than we do. A white person can start... Can, I, I gave the example yesterday about when they about white kids buying houses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Because their parents bought houses and they passed it to them. Mm-hmm. Same with Asian, Asian kids. Like, mm-hmm. they can easily own a shop. Like, one of my, my Asian friends, her parents have, like, three shops. Mm-hmm. They've got three kids, so guess who's gonna have those shops? Her and her siblings. Do you get me? How long was the sorry to cut you? How long was the parents? Uh, you may not know, but like, was something handed down to the parents of your friend? No, I don't think. I don't. I don't, I don't think so. So the parents came to this country and did it themselves. Yeah, but do you think that Asian when Asian people came here mm-hmm. and Black people? Do you think we've had a similar journey? It's been tough for Asian people too, you know. That's Very great. Tough. That's what I asked you. Yeah. Who has it been tougher for? I can't. I can't say for sure who's been tougher for. So I agree I with you understand. in which you're, you're saying that there's more money or maybe the money's being spent better in Asian communities. Whereas in yeah. the black community, there's probably less money. We spend our money, like you said earlier, on frivolous yeah, we 100% do. things. No, because I, you know, it's, I just think that black people's struggle has been very different from when they got here. Like, no, no, even it, when it our has, parents no, it has, here, no, it has. The struggle has been different. I'm trying to ascertain your point about, for example, the barbershop. Because the way I see it is, for example, with my barber, I believe that he has enough money to do up the shop where it looks like you can walk into Tony and Tony. Yeah. Mm. But with black barbershop aesthetics, traditionally, that's not really what they look like. like yeah. What my barbershop looks like is how I envision a barbershop. Yeah. Mm. So I don't feel, feel like he has to make it plushroom. And especially it's a wharf road, it's, like, it's in the corner. Mm-hmm. It's, it looks right for where it is. Yeah. And I reckon I've seen his car, I know where he lives, stuff like that. So I know he has the money, but would he rather put his money? And other things, probably, is a shop at a level where it's okay for his customers. Mm. Yeah. So, I think it depends on you, isn't it? And I feel like there is probably a lack of interest in the black community in starting certain businesses. And I, re- I reckon that's probably where it comes from. Yes, I believe that 
traditionally, Asian communities in particular, they do better with the cycle of money yeah. in terms of, you know, um, nepotism and spending their money on certain things. Obviously, yeah. black people come and we're known for splashing our money on mm-hmm. frivolous, pointless things. Mm. Could we use our money better? For sure. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, down to, it's down to personal choice. Yeah. It really is. See, and, and this is the thing. The reason why I don't want to get into the whole um, who is it worse for, right? It's because I feel like there's a certain threshold that both communities was, was under. India, uh, much, much of that whole like East Asian like um, area, right? India, Pakistan, Bangladesh. These, pe- these people were colonized, just like much of Africa was colonized. The struggles are not the same, right? But they came from colonized countries to the UK and went through a hell of a lot of racism, discrimination in London and other big cities in, in the UK. Mm. What I'm trying to say is I feel like their mentality was a bit different to ours. Granted, again, the struggle is different. We come as black people, right? They come and they recognize their differences. A Bengali doesn't think he's Pakistani. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And they know how to stick together in their groups. We come and just say, yeah, we're all the same. When really, we're not the same. And so we ignore the things that cause those fractures. So I think it's hard for us to unify. But saying all that, I say this, right? They know how to inconvenience themselves for longer, for, 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 for a vision. Yeah. This is why you get so many of them, probably cultural too, but they'll get married and they'll go back into their parents' house. They're not going to say, oh, we're married now, so let's go, you know, buy our own place if we don't have the money. Get into loads of debt, for example. They will stay in the same house. Mm. They bring people from, um, from, their, from their home country, packed, 10, 12 people in one house, right? Mm. And everyone's going out working. Now, you don't have to necessarily waste, um, like we spoke about um, the other day, 30% of your pay on rent because we're all in the same house. You're now effectively you're saving 30% that mm. you can all put together into a business. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What I'm trying to say is, it's like they, they don't come here to, to mess about. I'm not saying we do, but I'm trying to say there's a different mentality in terms of yeah. how you approach this particular country. It's like, and again, I know, I'm just, just to stress this to the people, I know the struggles are different. We went through different things. They didn't go through slavery like we did, 100%. So I'm not trying to belittle something. But in 2022, right, like, like we were saying before, we do a lot of things which I think if we just knew better, which comes down to us knowing better, not expecting white people to teach us better, because it doesn't happen. They don't teach Asian people anything, right? Could we not, of our own merit, make better decisions? So, for example, we know we like to spend money in restaurants. We spend hundreds of pounds on meals, taking girls out, treating them, men to different things in restaurants that don't give a crap about us. You know what I'm saying? What, what if we kind of came together, like I feel like many people like even now are doing to, to, to create businesses. You know what I'm saying? And then all the problems that we kind of talk about, we rectify ourselves. You see what I'm saying? I just don't think it's... Sorry. I can't hear you in the, in the mic, man. Say again? Yes, no. Um, I just don't think it's like... As easy as I think there's greater obstacles that holds black people back from businesses. And mm-hmm. I don't think black people want to be working 
jobs that's not paying them much and they can't really afford things. And I don't, I, I just don't think, I, I don't think that the lack of businesses is not because people aren't trying. Do okay. you get what I mean? Okay. I think that beyond that, there's so much stuff in the system mm-hmm. that holds black people back. Even just the other day, we're seeing, I saw a bunch of um, like um, event promoters on, on the timeline, mm-hmm. organizers, talking about the struggle that they have to go through every single time they plan an event. Yeah. Where it's just like, they know you're black and already from the jump, they're like, no, not that the event is not available. Mm. Not that they won't bring the money in. They know they'll bring the money in. They yeah. know these things. They know all these things. But mm-hmm. it's like, no, I can't remember what, what event it is. But some guy was talking about how, like, even when it comes to, like, events here, yeah, they would raise up what the bar spend is. Because they know it's, it's a black event, mm-hmm. they will raise up the money because they know, obviously, they're going to get it anyway. Yeah. They jack up the prices. So I don't think that black people don't desire to have businesses and stuff like that. I don't, I don't, think, it's, I don't think it's that. I, I think that, there's just stuff that holds them back. And I think the reality of things, I, yes, everyone everyone struggles, but I can only ever speak on black job because I'm within the black community. Yeah. People struggle and whatever, but I just don't think life has been the easiest for black. I don't, I don't think, you know, they should be, they should be like a woe is me. Yeah. Let's not do anything about it. Absolutely do something about it. But I just don't think it's as easy as let me try and do something about it. Because even people that have been trying to do something about it for years, consistently talk about this is a never-ending fight. I just think mm-hmm. it's sometimes it's bigger than mm-hmm. individuals in the community. Okay. So, Ben, is your mic, is your mic sorted? Yeah. Do you want to say your yeah, thing? Yeah. Yeah, put that out there. Yeah. Like, like again, because again, obviously, you know what, sometimes yeah, I, I take for granted that people um, who's listening to this don't know who I am, right? <laughs> so, obviously, I, I'm I'm pro-black to the core. So, obviously, I'm I'm basically talking what I'm saying to stimulate conversation and to basically say to ourselves, can we do better, right? It's not a case of me denying, you know, how yeah. what we've been for as black people. But my thing is, like, again, like, basically, my whole thing is this, right? My my whole, my entire background is in the line of, like, Marcus Garvey, Elijah Muhammad, doing for self. Mm. Not expecting white people or any other people to do for you. And sometimes when I look around and I, and I, and I see what black people we spend our money on and on, on, on the things we prioritize, I can't help but think we have to take accountability for certain things. Mm-hmm. We know slavery's happened. We've had the worst slavery in, in all of human history. Mm-hmm. 800 years, the Arabs did what they did to us. Mm-hmm. After that, Europeans did what they did to us. Plus, you had colonization. Everything's happened to us, right? And, and this is why I mentioned the whole PTSD, yeah. uh, you know, or uh, post-traumatic slavery, slave syndrome, right? With the generational, um, the consequences of that is generational, mm-hmm. right? So, of course, it affects how we think. But many of us today think like proper free people but choose to use the freedom for certain things that don't really benefit us or the generations down the line. Mm-hmm. But I see that in other communities. And I'm basically saying, could we do better? Like, has, like I put it this way. Um, there's a book here called um, Willie Lynch, right? It's by Willie Lynch or it's called Willie Lynch, right? And basically about slavery. Mm-hmm. And basically what it is is a letter where he's writing to slave owners, right? Saying, 
effectively this this whole thing that we've got now with mm. slavery, how we literally can enslave these people, there's literal chains and we can whip them, it's not gonna last forever. How can we do certain things to put in place as a system so that when slavery ends, the effects that we get from slavery still continue? I believe that's happening today, right? Mm. But how do we get out of that, number one? And number two, is it as bad as we think where we're literally almost like zombies and we're just doing whatever? They, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, yeah. again, you, you see in different, in, in different communities all around the world, migrants have gone to different countries um, who have done certain things. Of, of course, like, it, it varies from group to group. But I remember seeing something recently about how the Jews, for example, were in Miami, right? They weren't allowed to do certain things in Miami. And, and they were frustrated by it. So what they do, they came together and they bought up all the land, the property in Miami. You can't tell them to do anything now. You can't tell them anything because they own it. You see what I'm saying? Mm. Like, and so what I'm trying to say is, if, for example, we complain about industries, there's no black representation in these industries. How about we start our own industries? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Restaurants are not hiring enough black people. Okay, cool. Yes, thank you. The Making of a Slave, the Willie Lynch letter. That's the book I was referring to. Thank you, Brent. Um... Like, why don't we do those things? And I find it hard to believe that it's just down to we don't have the money or the resources. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Like, we're doing, like, this. Oh, I don't pocket watch, right, at all. But we've got rappers spending how much? Yeah, I don't things. believe it's money. Like, it's, it's not. It I hear what be. you're saying. Everything mm. you're saying is true. Everything you're saying is true. But I don't believe it's the fact that we don't have the money or resources. Yes, I reckon there's a lot more red tape. There's a lot more barriers mm-hmm. and there's a lot more discrimination between us. So when we try to do things, there are a lot of hurdles we've got to try and jump through. Mm-hmm. Um, but resources are definitely there. Know-how is definitely there. It's just what are we prioritizing and what are we doing with our resources? I think that's something we've got to definitely look into. But yeah, you're right. There is definitely discrimination is heavy upon us and we always have to try and you know, bob and weave our way through the system to get to where we want to be. But mm. there's definitely no how there, man. Mm-hmm. We just got to do better with our choices. Yeah. yeah. I don't feel, I don't feel we can hear you through the mic. Hello? Hello? Is it off again? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it is. Uh... Basically, Brent yeah. just said, we're some of the highest spenders in the, the hair and beauty um, industry. Yeah, man. And we're, we're 3% of the, of the population. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Under 4% of the population in this country. We spend so much on these things. We, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Surely we could we could do more. Even that, yeah. Where do you think that came from? Where did what come from? The fact that we don't even know the value of maybe like creating businesses and all this stuff and we rather spend it on quote-unquote frivolous materialistic stuff. You tell me. No, I'm not. I ain't got nothing to tell you. I'm asking. <laughs> I'm asking. Like, do you think? Do you think that's just come from interest, or do you think that that's something that condition? We were conditioned. I yeah, think, I think conditioned. But after a while, we when we know better, we do better. Yeah. Right? When are we gonna break the the cycle? But that's why then there's individuals within society that break the cycle. Mm-hmm. That when condition has happened for generations and generations. It's not as easy to just be like, okay, let's be unconditioned now, guys. Do you get me? It's yeah, not, 100%. It's not that easy. So you have individuals in places who are not materialistic, who have, like, in their minds, like, actually, I'd rather not spend money on this, I'd rather spend on this, and blah, blah. And it shows. But 
it can't be the the masses. It may not be the masses, but I don't know. Like again, we had slavery, colonization, but many black people who came to this country didn't come here as slaves, right? We didn't come here as colonized people, right? We came, we came, we struggled hard. We came here and then we worked hard to then, you know, get flats, houses for our children, our generation to to do certain things. Back home, there's no welfare. There's no none of these things. You had to be somebody who could create from nothing. This is what black people do. So we're creators. You know what I'm saying? Like, so back home, you, you just go and people get by because they are have small businesses. Even you know what I'm that, obviously, I don't know about the other communities, mm-hmm. but like, even with that, like black people, a lot of I know we're Africans anyway. Um, they came here to work mm-hmm. so they can not just like kids to their lives here, but also send money back home. So when I'm yeah. when I'm talking about that that the money and stuff that's available available to people, mm-hmm. I'm not talking about the rappers and all that. Like that's their business. Do you know what I mean? I, I'm not worried about this. I'm talking about lay like laymen or layman. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I'm talking about everyday people. You're talking about the generation before us, our parents. I'm talking even our generation. Because I think I I just don't think is that the knowledge is there, the resources are there. Go ahead and start a business. People people are struggling. Like I'm having I, just the other day I'm having a conversation with someone and she's saying to me like talking to me about how she's had to take care of her family for years. Mm-hmm. And she's like, if I didn't do that, I would be able to have three properties. Mm-hmm. That's not someone who doesn't desire to have a business. That's not someone who doesn't desire to have extra income or mm-hmm. to create whatever. But the realities of their life mm-hmm. means that they're not in that, they don't, they can't, that's a luxury to them. 100%, I, I agree with you. But again, just to play devil's advocate a bit, right? In Asian communities, there's this Asian people that will sit down with in front of us right now and say to us, I could have had free properties too, but I had to take care of my people in Pakistan and Bangladesh. Yeah, that's fair enough. You know what I'm saying? So there's still in every community, the minorities anyway, um, those who who could have got further, but because of the struggles, it held them back. But there's still a certain group, there's a certain amount of people that still prioritize a lot more than the Mountain Isle community. And my thing is, why is that? Is it solely down to slavery, the, the effects of slavery, colonization? Like, you know what I'm saying? Because because my, my basically what I'm, where, where I'm going with this is if it's down to other people, are we then doomed? Do you get I'm coming from? Yeah, mm, yeah I get where you're coming from. Like, what, what, what do we do with this? Mm. This, is, this, is, this is a tough one. It's <laughs> a tough one. So for you, Emmanuel, um, yes, what would your steps be? Obviously, it's it's easier to get your message out there when it is you're hyper-visible, right? Yes. So that's the first protocol for you, right? Mm-hmm. And education is key in this particular um, plight. Hundred percent. Where would we start? Would we start at home? Would we start in the churches? Because we're seeing examples of mm-hmm. wealth being <laughs> we shared in churches. Hundred percent. It's the best business out right now. Yeah. The what? It is the best business. The best right business. <laughs> but how come it's not trickling down if it is? It's seeing churches twenty four seven. Because those people at the top are are like you know, uh, the people of Amazon, like every other business. <laughs> They're not trying to trickle down those things to the to, to the people who who you know. So the pastors aren't looking to do it. The ones that you love, that I love, I've never come here and defended pastors. Oh, really? what? I defend pastors. <laughs> Sorry, what, indeed. I defend the pastors on this same sofa that you sat in. Wait a minute, wait a minute. 
Are you not misconstruing what I'm saying? Probably. Let's let's see. Yeah, I, I, I don't defend um pastors like for uh what do you call it? How do how do I put it? But basically, what I'm trying to say is this: if if there's pastors who live a particular way, right, and they're spending money, they get X amount of money. I believe I believe it's their prerogative to do whatever they want to do with the money because I see it as a business, like I see every other thing like a business. It's down to the business owner. You know what I'm saying? That's how I see it. I don't think it's down to the pastor to have to um, worry about um, the people inside the, the congregation who are who are not even reading the Bible that the pastor's reading from. Does that make sense? Right. No. Why? No. Um, sorry. In mm-hmm. my head, I'm thinking the easiest and the quickest place to push out this information that you want to the black community yeah. is from the pulpit, right? Because a lot of black people start in church, right? I'm yeah, I guess Christianity so. here. Okay, I'm cool. talking about um, Islam. I'm talking about Christianity. Yeah. So if this is the easiest way to start, quote unquote, conditioning them to think like these communities that you are heralding, I'm not heralding, but yeah, okay. Heralding meaning you're taking good things from them and saying we should be doing the same, right? Okay. Yeah? Mm-hmm. That's fine? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could do. Um, shouldn't it be more of it? These pastors that just trip, 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 and, you know, spend yeah, money. Yeah, but, but, this is, but this is why I said it in the, in the same way. Because I know people will not understand what I'm trying to say, but just to be clear, this is why I kind of see Let's have like, some hope that they, they will. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, but I was just going to elaborate, right? I'm, I'm basically just say. This is why I kind of see them as the same as rappers. I don't, I don't pocket watch. I'm not saying rappers need to do more. I believe people should do more because they want to. I don't believe anyone should be forced to do anything in life. You know what I'm saying? But my thing is, I can't blame the pastors because there's people who come there willingly, right? And give their money and get nothing in return. All right. When you say you don't think that these people who are benefiting um, from the community in which it is that uh, props them up, Mm-hmm. Shouldn't do more. You don't think that they should? Or no, no, no. They should I, need to. No, I, yeah, I, I don't think that someone we have we should have to force pastors. If they're in a role and they believe they're being called by God to do a particular thing, they should do it because of that particular unction from the Holy Spirit, from God, whatever. I don't think we need to force them. You know what I'm saying? I hear that. Do you yeah. believe that people in, within the community who have been put on this particular pedestal of fame and status? Yeah. Have has a responsibility to the community to look to better them or send a message mm-hmm. which is more prosperous than ne- negative. I mean, I, I think it would be good. But again, I don't believe anyone should be forced to do anything that's outside of what they really want to do. I believe you, you get the best out of somebody who wants to willingly do it. 100%. 100%. You know what I'm saying? So, so I, I don't really agree with the whole... So, you know, or he should be doing this and he sh- you just don't know what people are going through. You don't know anything about people's lives. So I don't think people should point the finger necessarily. I hear that. Yeah. What, you've been sitting on this platform for the longest while preaching. Uh, not preaching, that, that sounds negative. But yeah. I, it's, I don't mean it as negative. Mm-hmm. You've been purporting a particular message. Yeah. Right? And it's, to your, um, to your point, it's to our benefit that you, we listen because it's for the progression of the black people, right? Mm-hmm. Should I expect when it is that you get status and notoriety for mm-hmm. you to basically continue this? 100%. Why? Because I'm different. Because I oh, genuinely care about black people. And because this, you're this, hearing from my mouth that I care about black people. Yeah, yeah. So this is kind of what it is I'm, I'm saying. Forget me but, saying mm. they need to be better when it is that they have this particular power yeah. and influence, mm-hmm. right? But more so, I should say, shouldn't they be expected 
But it, again, it, it depends on on because I don't think pastors come out and say I care about black people. I'm black just, people, I'm let's just do this. About pastors. No, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just giving an example. Yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, like I don't think that that's the message. You know what I'm saying? But if I'm coming out and I'm saying to you, black people, let's do for self, and then I get to a, a position where I can do right, and I'm, I've got businesses, and black people are not benefit. I'm not hiring black people. I'm not doing this, that, and the third. Then it's a problem. And bear in mind, this is just if it is that they've been held to this or put on this lofty position through the resources of the community. Do you understand? If we've helped them to get to the position that they've gotten to, if they basically off the back of our sweat and tears and our mm-hmm. pockets, yeah. gotten to the position that they've gotten to. That's what I'm saying. For example... Um, even, even if they're not saying... To, if, even if no, no. Not... If this is, this is what... They literally like leaned in on it. Like, for example, okay, cool. Tyler Perry. Yes, yes yeah, the yeah, entire yeah. black community got him to where he is, right? Okay, yeah. And we love him for that, right? Mm-hmm. And what has he done off, off the back of that? He's looked and made sure and put black people on anywhere and any chance he, he gets. He can, yeah. And the message that he purports with, with, for black community is positivity, yes? Yeah. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah. These are the examples I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And he 100% would have put his hand up and said, yes, um, they got me here and this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. He definitely has a love for his people. Yeah. And this is what I'm talking about. These are the examples I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So if through your come up, you've used the black community, mm-hmm. you've, you've used um, our pockets, our love, our adoration mm-hmm. to get to where you are, and shouldn't we expect more of you when it is that you get to that position? I shouldn't I, expect you to now look to um, divorce from us and, and look to go your own way and, or even be negative as it pertains to our plight. Honestly, I think it depends on the person, you know. Honestly, okay. I think it depends on the person because um, that's that's like saying. No, when I say when you say depends on the person, you're still putting it on them. I'm talking about shouldn't is it is it bad for us to expect that of them? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I really think it depends on the person because you wouldn't necessarily um, expect white people to expect something of of Jeff Bezos and all them type of people there. You know what I'm saying? Because most of his um, uh, consumers are white. Nobody does that. You know what I'm saying? But if he comes out saying, yo, white people, we need to do more for ourselves because these black people are catching up. Yo, da 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 And white people start gravitating I, I don't know to him. If I then it's take, different. I don't know if I could take that particular um, comparison because we are different. The, yes. The power dynamics, it's completely different. 100%. So where you say that, well, I don't see it like that because white people don't expect much of Jeff, Jeff Bezos. We've been in the gutter for the longest while. They've been on our necks for the longest while. Mm-hmm. I mean, using us to basically get to where you are, you're using uh, an already reduced or minimized source, mm-hmm. right? So once you get there, no flipping, don't close the door. I, I get what you're saying, right? But but you see, this is why I said to you before. Remember when we were talking about um, TMB, right? And you know what we're going to do this kind of thing. And I always said to you, let, we can't rely on black people to just support TMB because we're black. We can't do it and we shouldn't do it. We need to do it because our system is better than everybody else's. I agree, but I'm saying something something different. No, but I'm saying the the principle is the same. Like, we can't necessarily expect, okay, because this person has um, started a business. No, I agree with what you're saying. I'm saying something different. What I'm saying is when uh, uh, this particular community gets us to, to, gets TMB to where um, we are going, yeah, we can't 
turn around and basically say, uh, "F you guys." Hundred percent. I, I, I expect every single last one of them to hold us accountable. Good. Going forward, this is yes. what I'm talking about. Yeah. This but, is what but, I'm but that's what I'm saying to you, Brett. It's because we've come out and we've said this though. We've also said this is about black people. I. This is what I. This is precisely Emmanuel. Okay. So okay. If they have literally used us and come out and say, "This is what I plan to do." Okay. Okay. Yeah. Hundred percent. Of course that we should. The expectation 100%. literally should be held. 100%. I agree with you. All right. Cool. 100%. Yeah. I thought you would just say if they didn't say that. No, no, no. If okay, they cool. literally... Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, 100%. Sorry, people. No, it's all right. <laughs> yes. This is kidding me. I, I looked at your Twitter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's a tweet about locks. <laughs> Listen, I'm here and there. I'm everywhere at the same time. All right. Is that it? Yeah, yeah, pretty much, man. Sorry, okay. did, did y'all just switch off? No, I was listening. <laughs> this I was... is literally an example of what Emmanuel is talking about. No, I was listening, <laughs> but I was not listening. I was I went on Twitter quickly. I, I, see, I, see, I, see, I, <laughs> I, I checked the tweet I said one minute ago. <laughs> nah, I'm trying to support a black business. You know, black business is doing well, don't you? Fantastic. I'm trying Fantastic. to support a black business. Multitasking. All right, baby. So right. If anyone can do locks, message me. <laughs> Only black people. Only, yeah. I don't think I trust a white person to do my locks. So I think that's think you should mind their, um, their own hmm. hair yeah. type. But remember. <laughs> yes. <laughs> let's all focus on our own hair textures and you know. all, right. all right let's go into our next headlines <laughs> all right people um so this next headline is about what's going on with russia and ukraine okay so the un human rights office says it's concerned by reports that russia plans to try ukrainian prisoners of war pow's in the Russian-occupied Mariupol. UN High Commissioner for Human Rights, Ravina Shamdasani, said there was evidence that metal cages were being built in the Ukrainian city's concert hall, apparently to restrain prisoners of war during proceedings, adding that such plans were not acceptable and humiliating. She also said international humanitarian law prohibits the establishment of courts solely to judge prisoners of war and that willfully depriving a prisoner of war of the rights of fair and regular trial amounts to a war crime. Russia has previously denied unfairly treating prisoners of war. Um, in addition to this, Ukrainian officials have ridiculed Russia's, Russia's accusation that its special services were behind the killing of Daria Degina, the daughter of an ultra-nationalist in a car bomb attack that we spoke about this week. Denying involvement, National Security and Defense Council Secretary Oleksiy Danilov said, we don't work in this way. A memorial service for Ms. Degina, 29, took place in Moscow on Tuesday. For those unaware, Mr. Gina was a commentator on Russian nationalist TV channel uh, who died when her car blew up on the outskirts of Moscow. Her influential father, Alexander Dugin, may have been the intended target of the attack. His expansionist ideas of a new Russia on Ukrainian territory are said to have influenced um, President Vladimir Putin's annexation of Crimea in 2014. President Putin condemned the crime as vile and cruel and posthumously awarded Mr. Gina the Order of Courage. Her 60-year-old father paid tribute to her as a rising star at the start of her journey. She was brutally murdered in front of him by Russia's enemies, he said, and he went on to call for victory over Ukraine. That's our first headline. Russia's having a tough week, bro. Hmm? So Russia having a tough week. Yep, they are. <laughs> um, the, 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 next, the next headline is basically about stuff that's happening right now, back here in the UK. 
And this is about um, students who are stuck um, with clearing issues trying to get into uni. So students still waiting for their BTEC results say that they're losing now on university places as the race to snap up spots through clearing heats up. New figures show that record numbers of school leavers are leaving, are looking for a course after missing their target grades. Record numbers, right? BTEC students who were due to get their results last Thursday say the delays threaten their future plans. Example, Pearson says it's working around the clock to get results after those still waiting. Some students are said to be left feeling completely disheartened due to failing to get a place through clearing. Normally, the process gives students who don't get their required grades an opportunity to get onto a different course. Many taking a BTEC, which is a vocational alternative to A-levels, were due to get the results from the Pearson example last Thursday, but instead received them the following Monday. This means that those who did not get the grades for their first choice, they unfortunately also may have missed out on, the, on this opportunity of a second choice because of how late their results were released. And that's the end of the headlines. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't there be something in place there? Because mm. it's not my fault. Do you know what I mean? But at the same time, I don't want to sound insensitive or anything. But it's like the L's just keep rolling in. It's just another L you gotta take. Wait, if you didn't get good grades, yeah. that's one L. Mm. You missed out on where you wanted to go. It's another L. Yeah. Mm. Your grace happened to be late. It's another L. Yeah, but the grace being late, that's not their fault. It's not yeah, but but you can't expect but... universities to wait. Yeah, you know like, like, the world keeps going. Yeah, I know it's it's an L they got taken, but that, that that one they can't take it because they didn't do it. They didn't. Mm. They're, they're not the reason why the grades late. Yeah, but sometimes you don't have an option in whether you take the L or not. Because the cause of the, of the L might not be your fault, but you got to take it. Because a good grade could still be late. That's mm. true. This doesn't mean Very that. This is that's not, this is not, you can miss that. It's not that. exclusive to bad grades. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I'm not making fun of anybody, by the way. I went to my <laughs> university through clearing. I'll just put that out there. Um, yeah. I haven't heard the word clearing. I know, in years. Thank God yeah. we, we have a reason to, to hear it. <laughs> All right, let's get into Word on Road. <laughs> I love, I love about this world, yeah, is the audacity of people. Mm-hmm. People are so audacious, yeah, it's actually mad. So, do you guys remember in 2016 when Kim Kardashian was robbed in Paris? Yes. And they um, basically, these robbers got into a hotel. So, what happened was she was there for Paris Fashion, and the, yeah, the Paris Fashion Week. Mm-hmm. And obviously, they had their security there. She's usually got a guy called Pascal, he's been in the family for years, blah, blah, blah. Cool. So, that day, her sisters decided to go They've been out already Whatever Her sisters, her sisters decided to go out And she thought She didn't want to go Whatever And she's like Yeah that's fine You can take the security So she was basically In the hotel on her own mm. Well the guys There was a They're called What are they called The granddad robbers They're called Because they were They were about 60 at the time Um, Yeah they were about 60 at the time And basically They end up robbing her But what they basically did The man said that um, They've been watching her for time Mm. So, so they knew about her. They knew that she's rich. She likes to show off jewelry, all that great stuff. She's got, she's got the, she's got the jewels. She's got the, the stuff. And so they've been watching it for time. The, this man who speaks out, Eunice Abbas, he also said how he saw an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians when she lost her earrings in um, the ocean in Bora Bora, I believe, um, and she was crying about it. And then caught, this is where the famous um, meme comes from. When Courtney was like, "Kim, there's people in the world that are dying," you know, because she was all crying yeah. about it. Whatever. So, anyways, this uncle basically has been released from prison. 
He was in prison. Obviously, they got caught. He was in prison. He's come out of prison. This man is doing a sit-down interview. Memoir. He's got a memoir. Come, like, it's a whole thing, right? And he basically says that um, he does not feel guilty. He does not care. He said, you can't be out here flashing your stuff if you don't want poor people to come and steal it from you. Wow. He basically said, he said she, she, was, he said she was throwing money away. Mm. He knew, he used to see her showing off her jewelry online and whatever. Um, he said he saw the episode where she's crying about her diamond. But the way he said, he said, oh, I saw her throw it earrings away. No, sir. She lost them. She was crying. She was really upset about it. But anyway, he said he saw that episode as well. So he mm. just thought, if she's throwing money away, I'm going to come and collect it. And that was actually the mind that he, this is a direct quote. Mm. Since she was throwing money away, I was there to collect it. And that was that. Mm. He said, say no more. That's it. So well, he was one of 12. And this guy, this guy is not Nigerian. He's just, he isn't. Absolutely no, no remorse. <laughs> <You're honest. laughs> Zero remorse. Boy. Zero. Okay. Zero. <laughs> So um he um they they were they were called the grandpa grandpa robbers. They're uh, in the sixties. What? Your age mates are out here trying to if you haven't got a wife, you're trying to chirps the girls in the care home, and this is what you're doing. <laughs> Crazy. So anyway, so the way they planned it as well, they basically they'd been at the hotel since like the day before, mm. since midnight, whatever. They've been they've been camping there, mm. watching the movement. So when the sisters went out, they knew when security left, they knew mm. um there was uh what the concierge, mm. he he got tied up. They've basically tied that guy up. <laughs> but that's... I'm sorry. These are actually old men. Anyway, they tied him up, but that's how they got caught because obviously his DNA was on the person he was tying, tying uh. up. So he he's not even giving police credit for their investigations. Mm. He said, basically, they would have caught him if he didn't tie the guy up. He said, I was already a criminal, mm-hmm. so I was already in the system. Mm. That's how you guys were able to catch me. So don't think you did anything special. <laughs> I basically would have gone away with it if it wasn't for you meddling kids, basically, Uncle said. So yeah, he said he doesn't care and doesn't feel bad. He said you can't, he said um celebrities to be less showy towards people who can't afford it because he said it's provocative if you do these things. Wow. Um apparently as well, he and another person were downstairs and the other ones went upstairs. So they basically tied her up, put a gag in her mouth, went and put her in the, in the bathtub. Obviously, she was scared that trigger warning that she would get, you know, raped or and killed and stuff. Sorry, they did that to Kim. Yeah, it's what happened to her. Oh, is it? Yeah. I thought she went out and they just took herself. No, dad, she, no, her sisters went out. Okay. She didn't go out that night, but she said, because she, she was in a hotel in a proper establishment, mm. she said it's fine, her sister could take the security. So she had no security. Yeah. She had no security. So she was on her own. Oh, wow. So yeah. It was, so it was quite bad. So then. It was very, very bad. Very, 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 very traumatic. Yeah. Because I remember, like, um, yeah, they took her engagement ring that Kanye mm-hmm. gave her. Like, they took. Like $10 million worth of jewelry. Wow. And um, since then, obviously, she's spoken. I mean, she's after that, you could tell that she was just obviously distraught. Like, even mm-hmm. I think it was five years. Yeah, five years. When was the fifth year, around the fifth year, she had an interview as well mm. and talked about how she still suffers from that. She said she doesn't keep jewelry in the house, not even in the safe, nothing. She doesn't keep money. She said if there's money in the house for whatever reason, she gets, she can't sleep. Mm. Um, she says she also doesn't wear flashy stuff like jewelry and all that kind of stuff. Mm. So if you see it on me, it's borrowed mm. or more time is fake. Yeah. She doesn't, she's not playing those mm. kind of games anymore. Yeah. Um, she said it did make her feel like it made her realize that it just made her be less materialistic mm. because she said back then, you know, she wanted to have the nicest cars and that nicest this. And she said after suffering that it just wasn't, yeah. it just really changed her mindset and experience. But mm. yeah, this man was ridiculous and apparently they dropped um they dropped something it was like a pendant or something 
that $300,000 or whatever. And mm. um, remember, the public found it. But basically, what they did as well with the jewelry, they melted it. So they, they had a vote, the grandpas. Yeah. They, they, they took a vote and they said the best way so they're not trapped mm-hmm. is to um, melt it and then set it that way. Wow. But apparently, the only thing that was left I think that didn't get melted was the ring. Whether it was recovered, I don't think it was. Mm. But um, yeah, it, it's very wild. They actually put a lot of planning into it. Mm. But I have, I have a bad for her, man. That's just terrible. Yeah. And then to have the person out, out here talking, and even guess what? So obviously he was in prison, yeah? He was sentenced, he, was, he spent 22 months in prison, but he, he was released early on health grounds. So you're out here dying. And with your last lungs, with the last breaths in your lungs, you want to use it to talk about you don't care about a robbery and blah, blah. And he said, he said he's obviously like he expects her, he expects, he expected her to be traumatized by it. He mm. said it wasn't, it wasn't something light. It was, that was traumatic. Yeah. But you know, hopefully we'll teach her and to have a friend's mm. a lesson not to. Um, this guy is despicable, but he doesn't give telling a shit, bro. He you. does not care. Like, it's mad. The level of not caring, I think that is just so. It's wild to me. But yeah, he's out here doing interviews, doing sit-downs. Apparently he might write a memoir on the robbery and all that. So I guess this is his claim to fame as well. Um, crazy scenes. But yeah, so um, we mentioned early... No, we didn't actually. I'm sorry, that was off here. But yeah, basically, um, Big Nasty, Ed Sheeran and Papoose have got a song coming out. They shot the video yesterday yeah. and the song's going to be called Groundwork. Mm. You know, One thing about Papoose, he stays working. Yeah, You know who's... Um... Who's uh, track it is? No. I reckon it might be Big Nasty and Ed Sheeran. I think I think it's a Big Nasty song. It looks like it. Mm. And then Ed and Papoose are featuring because it's oh, like okay. a rap song. Okay. Um, you think? Okay. Cool. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, mm. so it's a rap, it's a rap song. It's a rap I, I don't I don't know if Ed Sheeran does those. It's not like it white rap. With white people. No, yeah. but it's not like white rap. It's like Yeah. Like a proper hood rap. Yeah. Then it must be. Nasty or Papoose's then? Yeah. I don't think it's Papoose because Papoose is saying that um, he tweeted, no, he put his Instagram, he said, live from the UK, shot an amazing video today with my two brothers. These guys are the biggest artists in the world. And it says, and he tagged Ed Sheeran, tagged Big Nasty, the UK giant. It's called Groundwork. Hope you're ready. Mm. And he said, blessed. I like yeah. Papoose. Man works hard. Same, I like Papoose as well, man. He, he just works hard. He's good vibes and... His image has changed over the years, though. You remember, you remember like, when he first came out? Yeah. I thought this guy was the hardest, most gangsterous guy in the world. Oh, was it? What? Yeah, his wife went to prison. He had to... No, but this is before the marriage and all that type of stuff. This oh. guy was... Do you know what I mean? Like, shoot him up songs he had. I don't know. I didn't get that impression from him. I knew he was hoods. Yeah. But I didn't think he was the most super gangster guy. Serious? No. Mm. Really. <coughs> I think so. Because his bars was like... But I know he softened up over the years. Yeah, 100%. Now he's, he's always yeah. talking about black love and yeah. relationship with Remy. But I never mm. looked at Papoose like a super, super, super gangster. Mm. Yeah. I looked at him as super, super lyrical. Yeah. yeah. Super gangster. I feel like I, I look at him like a like a quiet gangster. You know the guys that are like, they're cool and chilled, but mm. if they're pushed yeah. and tested, mm-hmm. they will come through. Yeah. yeah. He gives me that kind of vibe where he's calm and chilled, but mm-hmm. if you try it, he's going to come and get you. Yeah, man. I, I, I like Pat, man. Yeah. All right, man. Last bit. This was causing a storm on the timeline yesterday. So there's always every year, like clockwork. I mean, to be fair, though, this goes in both in favor of both arguments. Because every year we have the conversations about what should be allowed in Notting Hill Carnival. Mm. So on one end, it's like every year we do this. 
But on the other, on the other side, it's like every year we do this. So leave the people them to do what they want to do. Like, mm-hmm. Stop it now. Anyways, anyways, there's been some conversation. There was it started off with should they play last last or not? <laughs> <laughs> That's how it started. It started with should last last be played at carnival. I don't know if someone tweeted about how they wanted to hear last last at the carnival mm-hmm. and people started to cook them up and whatever. So, anyways, yesterday they announced that there will be a I'm a piano stage. Oh, is it? Yeah, mm. really, there will be um, a piano stage at Carnival, and the streets went wild. People were upset about it, and it was just a whole kind of thing about you know, watch that be the case, and it should just be like Caribbean culture. Um, why do we have to try and bring everyone else in into these things? Yeah, it was really um, it was really something. Maybe we should have um, Ben. What do you think? Maybe we should have a live, and make that topic of the day. Yes. I think that'd be a good one. Yeah, because it'll be interesting to hear people's perspective, like especially mm-hmm. how we want to be, you know, seen as collective, unified black people, this mm-hmm. and the third. Mm-hmm. But yet, in certain things, we don't. We want, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not my views, I'm just saying. It'll be interesting <laughs> to hear people. It better think. not be your views. They're going to cook your ass. <laughs> so people are complaining about that. I'm a piano yeah, so they're basically saying, like, why we bring, it's obviously, I'm a piano comes from South Africa so they're yeah. saying why are we bringing African basically I think people just want it to be Caribbean culture Yeah, they don't want any sense of Africa not Afrobeats nothing now it's like I'm a piano obviously yeah. I'm a piano is what's going on yeah. is the hottest cake now but so they're like why is there I'm a piano stage at the Caribbean I mean that's whoa um, police hello how many sorry about that Uncle's causing a scene. Right. Making <laughs> that. Making that. Do you want to sit down? Well, yeah, so um, it's just that kind of um situation in terms mm. of, you know, should it be allowed, should it not be allowed? And yeah. people are basically saying that it's um in it's just it's just like basically it's disrespectful, basically people are saying. Mm. They feel disrespected because it's like, why is it all it's when it's our culture mm-hmm. that people want to be doing, you know. Come or come one, come all. Mm. Can't we just have this one day? Especially obviously with lockdown and stuff, it was cancelled and blah mm. blah. Um, so people were like, this is gonna be the first one. This is the first one since lockdown, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So it's the first one since lockdown. Why are we now use trying to do all inclusivity and all that kind of stuff? But I just think that people have their own things. I think that there's a lot of um obviously I'm sure there's like Afri- um Caribbean concerts and stuff. I think Caribbean needs to lighten up, man. Oh, no, dear. no, sorry, that's not gonna run. <laughs> I said it. <laughs> You had a lot of aesthetic moments this week. <laughs> I don't care. Okay. Yeah. So um is that. But I just think if it's something that celebrates their culture, I just think just let them have it. Let them have it. No, I mean, what do you what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, why are you taking that? Why are you taking offense? I mean, like, don't try and get involved with people. I'm talking about the Afrobeats people. All right. I'm saying the Afrobeats should just let like the Caribbeans enjoy what they want to enjoy. Mm, like, mm-hmm. don't try and infringe that. Brent, take that. Let, I need, let I people know that. Know. No, no, I need Brent to let his people know <laughs> that I'm on their side. Yeah, yeah, because the importance is is really, 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 really high. Like it, it, it is everything when it is that we came to this country. Yeah, like what it is that we were subjected to. Yeah, and the fact that it is that how we responded was to basically try to um, make make them. Make us less abrasive to them. Yeah, we did a lot in order to 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 get that through. And the fact is that it's even being minimized right mm. now. I I don't like it. It's, it doesn't it doesn't sit well with me. And yeah. for the longest while, we've had 
we've we've given other black cultures little spots mm. in the 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 carnival. It's not yeah. as if it is that we haven't been doing that. But yeah. to now look to to showcase it mad, mad, mad. Nah. Yeah. No, 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 no. And the disrespect that's been attached to it, yeah. I don't like it at all. It's so what, distasteful. This, this, this is what you might want to talk about, man. This is the division within the black community. <laughs> I don't think it is. I, th- I think the division is how many division is how many insisting. festivals do you guys have? That's what I was gonna get to. What, I was gonna in get the to UK? That. Huh? No, 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 but Afrobeats. Afrobeats has 100%. a lot of festivals. Yeah, Even Afro Nation. But Afro Nation was majority Afrobeats and then a sprinkle of Caribbean artists. I just mean let people like if that's their thing, let, let it be that. I think division comes when we're trying to infringe on someone else. I better else's not see any Caribbeans culture. eating jollof and chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let me see you eating jollof. No, you go to this spectator. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> my, 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 my question is, yeah, who organizes the carnival? Though? As in which um, entities? Yeah. I don't know, probably... Um, is it black people? Probably, is it Caribbean people? Probably Caribbean... Um, yeah, there's a tweet entities. I'm trying to find. Because it, it, girl... if it's Caribbean people, right, who are, I'm guessing... Who would... Yeah, because there's a committee of them. All right, of Caribbeans, right? Yes. And yeah. they're deciding to include African music. Yeah, we've been doing that for some time, though. No, yeah. It, it, so, so, so if they want to include the Mapiano thing on a bigger scale because of how popular it is, why, why is, you know, other, you know, cultures, the West Africans or South Africans, whatever it may be, getting, okay, get, getting in into situations for, for this? So basically, yesterday on Twitter, some guy said, um, MK, the one who does DLT, mm-hmm. he said, don't fight me because I know how you guys get. Is it because it's carnival or because it's a celebration of Caribbean culture that other genres of music ain't accepted? And then the real Alika, she's an artist, she says, there are rules. There is a carnival committee behind carnival. That's, mm-hmm. That job is to maintain the integrity and tradition of carnival. Every year, the police and government bother them trying to get carnival locked off. Mm-hmm. Things like only playing soca is soca, right? Yeah. yeah. And fets music. Yeah. Fets music on floats is not only for the masqueraders paying pounds to take part to get what they pay for, but it also helps to keep them safe as playing what's popular on floats encourages outside people to crash the float and in turn get them penalized by the police and the government. That's why sound systems exist and people should use them. Like Caribbean culture aside, carnival is a massive logistic operation there are reasons behind rules that are actually very logical and simple to process so this is just one aspect of carnival in itself but i've seen so many people talk about personally i just think it is there to celebrate caribbean culture Mm -hmm. african is not afrobeats and stuff is not caribbean culture i know they'll be doing the accents and stuff here and then in the songs i'm glad we moved past that because you're embarrassing for that but (laughs) he's a different one no one tells Ben what to do. <laughs> Better than tell Ben what to do. <laughs> but like, I just think that this is what they, this is for them. Mm-hmm. Let them enjoy it. Like, we have a lot of festivals. Mm-hmm. I went to the first Afro, um, what's it called? Um, Afro Nation. I have Caribbean friends that I, that was my group that I went mm-hmm. with. They were very happy the day like Buju Banton was there and like um there's like three I would that I know that I knew that of them to be excited for. Yeah. There was compared to the Afrobeat artists that were there, there's hardly any Caribbean. I just think. And I, that's what I was saying but earlier about. Some, um, though, right? Sorry, but there was still some. A sprinkle, barely. But what I was saying was as well though was that um, obviously I'm sure there's like Caribbean concerts and whatever through the year. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like there's so much noise around Afrobeats, Afrobeats, African, African, Afrobeats, whatever. That I just think let them enjoy what they want to enjoy. So imagine there's some what at Afro Nation. Um, some of them. Some of what? Caribbean 
um, artists. Were they featuring on the songs? I don't, I don't know. Um, based yeah, on what uh, I'm saying. I know Afrobeat artists that feature Caribbean um, artists. I mean, that's why they're there, no? No, but I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm based on what S is saying about um, some of them were there, right? You said Bridge Bantam was there? Bridge Bantam was there, yeah. Yeah, so they, I don't know, innit? I'm, I'm just based on what, what I'm hearing. Listen, the same vim and vigor that black people are putting into this argument, yeah. Next time there's something we can come together for, put the same energy into that, bruv. Mm. Arguing over music, bruv. Lighten up. Yeah, but it's not that you know, this is important. I know. But um, what I'm saying is, when real issues, yeah, that threaten the plight of our, our people, show the same vim and vigor for that, is what I'm saying. I think they do. I don't think they do. BLM. So, um, what do you guys think about having drill at Carnival? It's still a celebration of black British culture, right? And it's popular. No? You're asking I mean, me. You play whatever you want everybody, on Carnival. Everybody no, I'm saying, yeah. play whatever you want on Carnival. Do you yeah. know what you know, it is? My, my, my whole perspective is this, right? Like, who is controlling stuff? That, that, that's what I care about. Because I say this all the time. If I'm a, if I'm a Yoruba person, right? Sorry, and we as a people decide we don't want to speak Yoruba anymore. We want to use English. I may be disappointed. But as a people, we've decided that's now the new thing for the culture. You know what I'm saying? And this is why I asked who is governing the carnival, if it's Caribbean people who are on the on the committee saying they want a mapiana, I don't know this is the and, case. And, and, I'm and, asking and you know, the question. So the funny thing is, yeah, people are looking at this like this is some type of cultural disrespect. It's because a mapiano is popular. It's just business. It's not about business. It's no, but it, no, I'm not saying that carnival is about business. I'm mm-hmm. saying carnival is about celebrating Caribbean culture. I'm saying the input. That, I'm saying I'm saying the um, putting a mapiano stick. Stage there is mm. because I'm apparently it's popular. Can, can I have a class question? No, no, that's an Afro Nation. Um, or Esther, any man, if an Afro Nation, mm. I'm asking everybody in the room. Yeah. You go there and you see a whole set of soca. What are you guys saying? If I, it's I don't popular, care. I don't care. If, what the hell? I, I care. What the hell? I, I don't care. care. I, me, I care. I don't care. I care. This <laughs> I don't is not care. what I came here for. So if, if, this is Afro. All right, let me, let me yeah. change it. If yeah. it's an Amapiano festival, yeah. right? Uh-huh. It's an Amapiano stage. You me, said a whole finish, set of soca. Make sure you're making it the finish. same. Parallel it the same. If you go to an Amapiano festival, yeah. right? And this is just new. Yeah. Let me finish. Okay, go on. This yeah. is very new. Go on. Right? And you hear a whole set of soca in an Amapiano festival. Yeah. Are you guys going to care? No, I'm not going to care. Is it because you're not from South Africa? Because this said there's an Amapiano stage in Carnival. So there's one particular stage in Carnival. Will I care that Afro Nation has one set of soca? You asked me a question. I said no. How, how many stages are there in, in Carnival? I, I, I don't know in it. So, like... I don't know. Okay, cool. I'm not Carnival expert. Ask Brent. <laughs> All right. Brent, the, the, this, this is the thing, right? Again, I, I just keep going back to the, to the organizers in it. Because my thing is, if they're Caribbean and they want to include it, right... Is it, is it not the prerogative of those on the community to, to include it? You know what I'm saying? I didn't. I don't know how the conversation started, this, that, and the third. But if people are going to be, if it did start this way, where the Caribbeans who run the committee are saying, you know what, guys? I think it would be nice to have a, a Mapiano yeah. stage. If if that's what they're saying, then no one should be complaining to Africa. Because it's a popular genre compl- of music that everyone is enjoying, Africans and Caribbeans. But they, but, and but, it's, one, it's not like this, it's not like Carnival 
is now an upper Mariano carnival. No, mm. one stage in one segment, one faction of I, the whole carnival. I'll be honest with you. As someone who absolutely loves Afrobeats, lives, breathes everything Afrobeats, yeah. Mm-hmm. If there was Afrobeats um, festival and I'm seeing um, Soka in there, yeah. I'm not here for it. But are you going to complain to um, about? Are you going to complain about the Caribbeans? Or are you going to complain about the people organizing the event? Whoever catches this, the the complaint catches it. No, but then you're you're not focusing your outrage in the right place. Then yeah, but you can't now go and critique all these Caribbeans online when they're not the ones who chose to put no, the stage there. I don't go think and, go and people, find the people who put the stage there. They, they, are they, people critique? I don't. Yeah, but. No, but remember, everyone's, yeah, but everyone's when, arguing, yeah, but, everyone's no, no, arguing no, 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 against no, no, each no, no. other. No, no, no. When, when people complain about stuff, yeah. you complain about stuff, you put it out there. Yeah. Yeah, but then I'm everyone not going starts to, fighting not, with each other, though. No, no, no. I'm not yeah, going that, to go that's what at, happens. No, wait, let me finish. I'm not going to go and start acting and finding the email address and the and the, the um, address to write a letter to the person who's organizing it. Yeah. I'm going to complain about this event that I'm going to mm-hmm. and how this is this. Of course, the person who's going, who really should be catching it is the organizer. I don't think... That's a valid argument. That, that is I'm very valid. It's can, not can, because can to me it's because, valid. No, it's not because okay, to me it's not because okay, I'm gonna argue, I'm, when I complain about something, whenever I complain about something, mm. I'm not even when we complain about inflation and stuff, yeah. I'm not And then what happens Johnson. is black people are online it is what it is. arguing amongst each other, going back and forth for what? Because the, because you know what I'm saying? Fight fighting amongst each other for what? No, but Why? It, it depends. It's, it what do you mean for what? It has. I mean, it's clear. What do you mean for what? It's, it's clear for what is what. That is like amongst each other is what I'm saying. It's the amongst disrespect each other. that is sprinkled in the back and forth. Yes, if they disrespect, fair enough. If someone, you, if you say something and someone comes at you, yeah, you go at that person. Mm. Obviously, because that person disrespected you. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, you putting out your thought. Oh, carnival shouldn't have this out of the third. Mm-hmm. That incites what mayhem. For what purpose? Let me, let, me, let, me, let me understand what you're saying. You're saying that people, Caribbeans, should not go online and, express. and say that this particular... I'm saying when you do it, phrase it and target it at the right people. I just want to Who get, does that I, on social media? I, what? Who does what? Who, who will have a... You need to let people so finish their sentences. <laughs> One at a time, guys. Please. <laughs> I need to be clear as to what you're saying. Okay. When you said that people shouldn't go online... And state what they want to state because clarify. it causes mayhem. Clarify. Please clarify that. I'll clarify. So, Caribbeans mm-hmm. shouldn't go online and attack other black people, sorry, African people, mm-hmm. because there's I'm a panel stage. When you don't, say... Don't, don't... Let, let, let me finish. You said attack. You let didn't say finish. Let me finish. So, I can't add words into my argument. Exactly. Don't target your um, fury at other Africans. I told you that it's the disrespect that's sprinkled in. I just the said that though. If, Brent, if you make your initial tweet, there's no disrespect then. After you've said what you've said, that's when it's going to come can back I, to can you. I ask, and that's when you can come back. Can I ask what you've seen um, Caribbeans doing that is disrespectful as in attacking Africans? I can't, what do you mean? Is it, you, you've made your statement based on what it is that you've seen, right? I'm making my statement based on. on, on Tons of stuff that I've seen. I can't now tell you, oh, this is a particular tweet. I'm just saying in general, I've seen it. Can I get an example? No, I, mean, I don't have, I have an example for you, sorry. I don't have a particular tweet. All right, cool. All right. The thing, the thing is, right, because I'm I'm literally saying what I'm saying based on what I'm hearing. And mm-hmm. I don't know how the conversation started yeah. online and stuff. So you don't have to quit me if I'm wrong. But my thing is this, right? Um, did it start with the DLT guy? No, no, no. He's just, he was just asking for oh, clarification. Just, okay. it, asked, it started weeks ago when um, okay. someone was talking about like, 
hearing the one. I think they said something like the one to hear last last at um carnival. A carnival, mm-hmm. and people were like, "Why would you want to hear Afrobeats? Mm-hmm. Why would you why 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 would you want to hear that?" And then it just started a conversation about um it being a, Car- a celebration of Caribbean culture. Mm-hmm. So why is there other genres of music now coming to the, into the mix? Yeah, and obviously there's people who are like, "Oh, it's not that deep." Mm-hmm. Um, this is kind of used of sentiment in terms yeah. of like you know, it's not that deep and blah, blah, like we can't, this how, this is division and all that kind of stuff and yeah. basically let 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 them play Afrobeats, let them play whatever it is mm-hmm. and obviously you've got the Caribbeans who feel disrespected by that because this mm-hmm. is something that is ours mm-hmm. and now j- just because, because I've seen a lot of Caribbeans saying sentiments of where a people who are accepting of everybody and whatever mm-hmm. that it doesn't give you the right to take the piss essentially so just because we've, Carnival's always been for Caribbean culture, right? Okay. But just because we've always kind of shared this celebration so, mm. with other cultures mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you can't you now get to come and try and start and build your home 100%. within our own thing yeah, and that I 100% agree with do you know what I mean so yeah. that's how it's kind of started okay and then yes if people so I think some people as well still don't understand they're like so what like just to clarify what is it so mm. all of this conversation was happening anyway until yesterday, yeah. one of the official posters came out and said that there's going to be an Amapiano stage. Okay. And people are like, what the hell? Why, like, is that why would that, yeah, mm. why would that happen? I think when it comes to the organizers stuff, when people complain, that like social media, mm-hmm. social media, you put your thoughts out there. Yeah. If people want to come and fight and tussle over it, that's, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people might just see your tweet and ignore it. Do yeah. you get I me? Mean? But a lot of times, I don't, many times, Sometimes you can do you can argue about something or whatever because we don't really know who's on the committee. If I had a I had the problem about um, recess or DLT, mm-hmm. I know the organizers um at I can at them directly, yeah? yeah. But when it's something like carnival, certain events and certain festivals, when you don't know who's behind it, you just complain about it. You just put your complaints out there, and obviously yeah. the organizers will be the ones to do the adequate research about this event mm-hmm. and then know be able to take in the feedback. So I think with this one, it makes sense for people to just tweet and. Tweet their complaints and the mm. frustration when they can't act. The organizer, I don't know. I don't know Stella's at if yeah. there is a Stella on the. Do you get me? Well, they're not accessible in that way for people. How you to, say things? Be, they're not accessible in in that way for people to directly be like, "Hi, Mister So and So, I have an issue. Let's talk about this." Do you get mm-hmm. me? Mm-hmm. But again, you're saying be mindful. Yeah. But the Caribbeans would so if, argue if, the same thing. For example, if the Caribbean went online and said, "Ah, oh, look at Africans always trying to take over," is that? To you, a mindful tweet, or is that you're just generalizing now? There's truth to that. But uh, no, but by but saying doing that, Africans should, in this particular example, right? Yeah. Like that's what you ask. Who is the committee behind? Yeah, yeah. Behind Carnival, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do we know? Caribbeans, I believe. Right. I don't know. So you you just said there's truth behind it. If Caribbeans mm-hmm. are the committee behind Carnival, yeah, right? and they've chosen to use Amaparano stage, yeah. How is a tweet saying? Oh, look at Africans trying to take over. How is that? I'll be honest with you, yeah. I'm someone who I see a lot of things online all the time where people generalize. Yeah. If it doesn't affect me, yeah. I don't take offense to it. Yeah. So with that, I'm not gonna take offense to it. Because yeah, for them, you. yeah, and that's me. And I think a lot more people should be like that. Because I'm not gonna see some a Caribbean person tweet, um, look at Africans trying to take over. I know they're not saying that Africans know, are coming to. Are, no, wait, 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 wait. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish my sentence. I know they're not saying that we're coming to start a revolution at Carnival. Yeah. I know what they're saying is that this is something from the African culture that could take over Carnival. I don't. It's not personal to me. No. So someone saying that. Africans taking like over. You. It's not personal. 
Listen, you're talking I'm, to no, someone, I'm saying Africans talk- shouldn't take it personally because you're not. I know. Africans Esther. are not going to carnival with torches Listen, and, and a match. Me, I'm not even the person for this argument. I don't even fucking engage in Twitter wars or Twitter debates. I don't even tweet, yeah? So I understand that someone like yourself who has brains and can see between the lines knows that someone saying Africans trying to take over is not an attack on Africans. But no way, Esther, most people are fucking stupid and they don't see it that way. And what happens then? Someone jumps on that tweet and it turns into an, uh, uh, a, a war between Africa and Caribbean. Yeah, but that's a, that's a them problem then. If, no, if, no, if, yeah. If you're a, in a place a, a where them you're... problem conflates to a us problem. It's not. It's never. It's never going to be a me problem. Yeah, I'm not talking about you, one person. But that's what I'm, I'm saying. That Afri- because I'm not involved in this. I don't but get involved the thing, in this. People who are involved in it, yeah. If you're silly enough to be involved in, if it's say, okay, let's just go. Off the, the issue team. is most people are silly enough. No, but and and that's a them problem. Yeah, but what I'm saying is. Them is not just one or two. You know what I'm saying? Them is is masses. Is even if it's, yeah, even if it is, it's still a them problem because I'm. Just, let's go. Let's still go off the um, example you gave. Yeah. yeah. A Caribbean person tweeted, "They've seen this this poster, whatever." They're like, "Oh, Africans and Christian take over." Yeah. Okay. In my mind, that kind of argument, the Caribbean person is justified, right? Mm. But the African person seen that, like, "Oh, what do you mean?" Blah blah. Now it becomes a war situation. Yeah. If you're silly enough to engage in that. Mm. You deserve all the headache but you get. But what I'm saying is, okay, forget it. What I'm trying to say is, most people are seeing enough to engage in it. That's the problem. The problem is, most people are. Yeah. Okay. Like, we're, we're the minority. I'm the extreme minority. Someone who doesn't even engage in this shit. Yeah. At all. May- right. I guess, may- maybe, I guess, see, this is why we were talking about before. Education and all that type of stuff is, is the key thing. Because I think uh, where the conflation is, based on what I'm hearing and kind of what I know about, you know, kind of and whatnot, mm-hmm. is that I think, a lot of us feel like this is a, a, a celebration of black culture. Yeah. When it's not. And th- and I think that's also misunderstanding there. Because so, some people have that, exactly. have that sentiment. Yeah. But but it's like people are scared to ask the question. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because of attack. And yeah. it shouldn't be like that. Like black people, we, we should be allowed to ask questions without people getting so emotional and just educate. Because many African people don't know. Yeah. Even Caribbeans don't know. Yeah, but that this culture, yeah. like what we do every Notting Hill um, carnival, is to celebrate Caribbean culture. Things happened in history yeah. down them sides in West London that made this thing possible. It's for Caribbeans. But you know what it is as well, though? Again, I get the frustration yeah. where when people, when people ask, it's like, that's annoying. I have the same sentiment mm. when white people are asking me why this is, why is this consideration still? Why is this when? It's like, because basically you're putting the, where you should want to, where there's education, knowledge to be received, mm-hmm. and the onus is on you to go out and gain this knowledge, yeah. you're putting it on the person yeah. to then explain Educate. it to you. So do you get me? So, so when people ask it, I understand why people do the prefix of, please don't fight me. I'm just asking. <laughs> I understand it. I would do yeah. the same thing because yeah. I know you're allowed to tussle. Mm-hmm. I, do you get me? I get that. But at the same time, I also get the Caribbean people's, um, um, what's it called? The Caribbean community's frustration because mm-hmm. it's like, do your, you can actually do your research. Yeah. You really can. Do you get what I mean? Because really and truly as well, most people know a Caribbean person. Yeah. Do your, you do in-house research, even if, do you get what I mean? I just think it's just taking initiative because I say the same thing about white people. I don't, I'm not his teacher about racism. Mm-hmm. You can do your Googles because if we all want to learn how to make banana cake now, we can all do our <laughs> Googles to do it. Yeah. So do the same, keep the same energy. So personally, I get it because I think especially when, if they're trying, because what it is here sometimes is, Someone's trying to tell you why it is. I don't really think. Okay, someone's trying to tell you why it is that they don't want Afrobeats, African music at Carnival, oh, right? Yeah. But the person on the, the African on the other end who wants it there, 
you've asked for an explanation. You're not listening to it. Mm-hmm. Instead, what you're doing is, well, get over it. It's not that deep. That's offensive. Still minimize it. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? So I get the I get their frustration yeah. because I would react the exact same way. Yeah, it's true. I would. Especially it's just like what Brian was saying about if if <laughs> it was that way around like Afro beats, Afro Nation sounds. Yeah. We ain't gonna want that. You know what I'm saying? I'll be honest with you, even when Afro Nation, right? But so the thing is, sorry to ask you one more time. Yeah. His example earlier, he picked, he knows what he done. He picked the genre of music that people in terms of like Caribbean music. Yeah. Bashman, mm-hmm. reggae, whatever. He picked soca deliberately because he knew that that's probably the least liked genre of music that Caribbeans. There's there's been a narrative. Yeah. But it's still they, the same principle. No, hear me out. There's been a narrative mm. for quite a while yeah. that soca is soca is probably the most I would guess in terms of if you're if you're ranking it. Yeah. Disliked by least popular outside of Caribbean culture. Right? Yeah. If you went to Afro Nation mm-hmm. and heard a bashment set, mm. would you care as much if if it was a soca set? No, not as much if, as soccer to change if, completely different. If you went to Affinition and you heard Dexter Daps or Stylo G or Mavado or all the mm-hmm. popular yeah. Caribbean songs, yeah. we've heard the for years, that's not cap. No one's going to care. Wait, wait, let's not pretend. If you got to Affination yeah. and you hear banging Caribbean set yeah. of all the old school songs you've loved, grew up hearing, yeah. people are vibing, Iman. They're vibing. He picked Soka on purpose because he knew that Soka's a bit of a... That's mm. not why I picked Soka. Okay, cool. Fair enough. Where but, did but, that come wait, from? But what I'm saying is, mm-hmm. this notion that if Caribbean music is played in Afro Nation, people are going to be like, wait, wait, what, what's this? I didn't pay for this. Stop lying. But You're Yusuf, gonna vibe. But you remember You're Yusuf, gonna vibe. You have to remember. So is Afro Nation just a party? Is it not a celebration of... I don't know what it's a, is. It is. It's a celebration Afro-Nation. of African... Of Afrobeats. Mm. But no, but what I'm saying is, look, let's stop pretending. We're, everyone's at Afro Nation. Yeah. Yeah. Drunk on the beach. Let's be practical. Yeah. Vibing to the music. Yeah. They start hearing popular Caribbean songs they know. Mm-hmm. They're still going to carry on vibing to it. They're not going to stop and break. Wait a minute. I didn't pay to hear Mavado. Can you, I you say, say yeah. vibe. Can I just say one, yeah, one thing? Sorry. Um, one thing I was going to say um, that doesn't kind of make it equal is That's cool, carnival, right? Yeah. Carnival. <laughs> yeah. Carnival. Yeah. The generations that go. Yeah, but okay, cool. If it's not equal, then don't use don't 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 use affirmation as an example. Then if if kind of an affirmation are, are not comparable, yeah, but there's no other examples. Then then if it isn't, then you don't bring it in into the conversation. No, then. but but imagine imagine you, mean, you had you, imagine you had you like, just said it's not comparable. So if carnival mm-hmm. is not the same as Afro Nation yeah. in terms of the heritage, the the um the legacy, what it's no, about. no, I don't mean don't it in that, I don't mean it in that way. I only just One realized today that Afro Nation wasn't a celebration of African music. You just told me that I thought it was comparable. Okay, it's that's not. Why, that's why I used it's not comparable. It's not comparable. Can so I say I didn't cool? It's not Afro comparable. Nation. Afro Nation is a new thing that just came well, about a couple well, years ago. I need you to understand that. Not in Hill Carnival. I how long has that been around that for? Not in Hill that's Carnival. Been for years. Is completely different. I know. It's trenched in something completely different. Yeah. But that's and, what, and, that's and, the importance and, of it. And that's and that's why what? you can't be lost. I didn't say that. That's not the important. You know, no, but that's, that's, that's no, no. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. I understand that Notting Hill Carnival is about the celebration of Caribbean culture. I understand the history. I'm from Britain, so I've seen it my whole life. Right. Mm. Me personally, Yusuf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do I? Because remember, this all comes down to everyone's personal thoughts and preferences. Right. Okay. Do I believe that living in Britain for years and seeing the merger? Mm-hmm. Of Caribbean Africans together, mm-hmm. sharing each other's music, mm-hmm. food, vibing together, partying together. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. in my phase, right? Yeah. So I've been 
I've had Caribbean friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I've we've we've exchanged cultures, mm-hmm. right? Within food, within music, within parties, whatever, right? So I've seen that my whole life. Yeah, yeah. So do I feel like there should be a big uproar if what we've been doing, exchanging cultures, sharing? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, you answer what I'm trying to say. Yeah, give Do I feel like there should be this massive uproar mm-hmm. that some African music has been played in kind of in? Should do I feel like there should be a massive uproar that? African music has been played at carnival. No, for me, mm-hmm. because I've been. This is what it's always been for me: the mm-hmm. the, the the merger, the connection, the cohesion of mm-hmm. African and the Caribbeans. I but get, I get you. Yeah. And, and and I don't think that um, having an amateur piano stage or playing last last or playing essence songs that Caribbean yeah. probably, probably like as well. do enjoy and like as well mm-hmm. should be this massive look upon disrespect, especially mm-hmm. when the organizers are Caribbean themselves, mm-hmm. right? And even take that away from it. Mm. I don't even have to use that as an argument. Regardless of who the organizers are, do I feel like it should be this, this grandioso argument? No, I don't. For me, you do believe it should, and so do you, and so do you. Fair enough. We're all down to our own preferences. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just think that arguing so passionately about something that's not even, I don't think it's even, I don't think it's even meant to be disrespectful. I, I don't think having an Aman Pino stage is done. I don't feel like I don't feel like Caribbeans, mm-hmm. who are the organizers of, of um Carnival. Carnival are putting the Amapiano piano stage there to be malicious to Caribbeans or to be support or, or to even to, to dim the light. I don't see that. I, I don't see it that way. Yeah, but you remember, like in a lot of this conversation, yeah. like, we're we're kind of on the outskirts, right? Yeah. And this is why I was saying, like, sometimes even when you ask the question, yeah. right, it can cause people to have their backs right, up. Okay, right? cool. So if I ain't qualified to speak, I'm not speaking with them. Yeah, but, if, but, if, but the if, thing if, is, if, Africans if, do. If, if that's what it is, if I'm as a Nigerian person born yeah. in Britain, yeah. if I'm not qualified to speak, I'll shut up. No, but we do though. That's exactly. the thing. We 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 still no, talk. But if Caribbeans feel like I'm not qualified to speak about yeah. it, I won't say nothing then. No, <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> you even, know what I'm trying to say. No, yeah, I get you. But <laughs> even if even if they feel as though we're not, yeah, we still do, and that can be frustrating. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah. also, yeah. what I was gonna say is, you have to remember that even like just just to go back to what you were saying about um how people would kind of engage with the music in Mavado yeah, yeah, or Vibes Cartel yeah. playing at Afro Nation. Yeah. You have to remember, like, that's people of one generation, certain age group. Carnival yeah. is something that's generational. Right, so you cool. got all the people, 80s, you know what I'm saying? who Good don't point. listen to no, Burner no. Boy. You see what I'm point. saying? Point. Because this whole, this whole time, I've been thinking about the youngest. That's Good what I'm point. saying. You've been talking about the older generation. Yeah. Our parent generation, but the Caribbean side. Fair enough. Yeah. Can I say that? I think it also comes down to, as well, how you're passionate about a genre. Mm-hmm. So I think the reason why I get Like I get Brent's frustration Because what Brent feels Is exactly how I feel for Afrobeats yeah. like, Do you get me saying so I think because you're not passionate About either of these genres yeah. It's difficult for you to understand The argument Because when it comes to Afro Nation yeah. When Afro Nation Afro Nation itself is a celebration was It's a celebration of Afrobeats mm-hmm. Half of Afrobeats has come Whatever, whatever, cool of course, when we, you know, when the first one, there was a few um, Caribbean artists there, whatever, but it was like, okay, cool, mm. whatever. I, 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 I didn't go to those sets because that's not what I came here for. Mm-hmm. I came to see the Afrobeat artists that I really like. Yeah. Cool. I remember then when they then announced the second Afro Nation, mm-hmm. I saw a lot of American artists on there. Mm-hmm. I was like, um, yeah. this is a celebration Af- of Afrobeats. Yeah. How on earth, why do we have the baby on here? Why do we have Meg the Stallion on here? Why do we have these people? Mm-hmm. In my mind, it was confusing. I was thinking, what the heck is that? And then that's when I realized, actually, this is not what I thought it was. Okay. So you see what Brent just realized today? Mm-hmm. I realized that because I said, oh, in my mind, mm-hmm. we were celebrating Afrobeats. But the same so it. I guess Afro is, we're just celebrating black. 
Yeah. I literally, I've said this, I've had an episode on my pod and I, I talked about it. I said, so I get the frustration where if this is something that's meant to celebrate a certain culture, mm-hmm. you're bringing in other cultures. We've got all the other times in the year, mm. every other time in the year to be together. When mm-hmm. Davido had his concert, he brought Popcorn out. Mm-hmm. When, um, um, what's it called? Cranium and Tiwa Savage make amazing songs. We've got other times in the years for us to be a happy bunch of black people. Yeah. I just think when there's a celebration of someone's culture, yeah. a particular culture, because remember again, we like to do, we're all the same. We're not the same. We have different cultures. And this is what I was trying you know to mean? get to. Yeah. So let's also, let that let that be the case. Yeah. I just think, I, I get it, but I think, I think, you don't understand fully because no, it's, I understand it's a, fully. It's a, but it's a passion. Because I can't, I can't understand and still disagree. Yeah, I can yeah. understand. Yeah, but I think I and honestly think I get that. But agreeing. I do think I do think the passion fuels a lot of things. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, because that's fair. because the things you're saying is like okay, cool. Because when even when I go to Afrobeat events mm. and I'm hearing bashments, whether it's the bashment songs I like or not, this mm. is not what I came here for. Yeah, this is not what was advertised to me. I have an issue with that. Yeah. So again, I just think I think it comes down to passion. Yeah, really and truly, and how much? Yeah, it comes out of passion, in my opinion. Mm. Anyway, like we were saying, maybe tomorrow or something we we'll get uh, the audience to but see what they're saying. Down a bit. Yeah. Also, like I said before, <laughs> when there's a real issue, real, real issue affecting our people, please give me the same vim as this. But this is a real issue that's affecting people, though. It is a real issue just because it's not important to you, and that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. But this is what I'm talking about passion. So, it's so, not important so, to you. So it doesn't affect you. In the that's black why. Community is the same as this. Knock it off, Esther, please. Death. I didn't say. I didn't no, say death. Just because two things can be true at once. Just yeah. because there's no, death doesn't mean this is not a real yeah, but issue. When I, so say real, when I say real issues, what do you think I'm talking about? Any of listen. Okay, maybe, any issue is a real maybe issue. Maybe it's my mistake. I should be more specific. I'll be more specific. When the issues are about racism, mm. yeah. When black people being killed by cops. When things are affecting our people in death, yeah, in the real, real play, not not choice of music at carnival. Come on, let's not pretend. Like, right. I, I but don't get, you think, don't, don't, but don't you think it's, that's insensitive to say? Don't you think? Fair enough. I'm being sensitive. Then you are okay. Let, because okay, because, because the thing okay. Is, I'm listening. I'm, no, okay. What I, what I'm trying to what I'm trying to get out is yeah. that just because you don't see something the way someone else sees it doesn't mean it's not as important. Yeah, to course. say that it's not a real issue I'm because not, it's not I'm a racism not para- to you. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, that's, the choice, that's choice, choice of music, and, the choice of music at Carnival and death, what I just said, I just mentioned death, to me, isn't the same. Okay. No, but remember, you used to be, you, it isn't the same. But remember, like, you, you're kind of making it about one thing about the choice of music. Yeah. It's, a, it's kind of like an yeah, but, but, people's no, but, culture. Yeah, but what is it at the essence though? It is about choice of music. No, it's, it's, and it's, you know what's about no, it? no, it's, it's the consequences of that. But that's it, the, this is how it starts. Exactly. This is how it starts. Like, like, this is how what starts. Because the change of a particular yes. thing for a particular people. In, if we keep letting every every music genre that's not Caribbean come in, in 10 years' time, it's, it's, won't not, be it's, it's not, it's this not is, going this, to be carnival like that. They're going to change something else. This is not a Afrobeat takeover. This is not the way I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it as this. No, no, I'm looking at it practically. Maybe you guys are complaining. Not New Carnival is a massive. Yeah, it goes from way, 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 way there, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Let's look at let's look at it numbers wise, right? Mm. I'm seeing it like ninety percent of the music we're gonna hear is gonna be Caribbean. Yeah, there might be a stage over there mm-hmm. which is doing Ama Piano. There okay. might be a DJ over here which who might throw in a fruit Afrobeat, popular Afrobeat songs mm. within the set. I'm not looking at looking at this like, oh, this is 2020 Afrobeat mm. takeover. Mm. I'm not seeing it that way. I'm seeing a little bit of Amapiano there. But, and again, to me, mm. having a little bit of Amapiano over there mm-hmm. and having a DJ over there playing Last Last in Essence, to me, is not 
an Afrobeat takeover. I, I don't believe I'm going to go to Notting Hill Carnival and just hear bare Afrobeats. I believe I'm going to hear 90% or even more of Caribbean music. And if I actually catch, I might not even catch, I'm up on stage, bro. I might, where I am, I might just hear Soka and Bashman all day long. I might not even make it to that Amapano stage. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm. I'm not looking at it like everywhere I turn, I can't escape that mm. Amapiano. I'm not seeing it that way, but I'm seeing it as within this three-day festival. Is it a three-day festival? Yeah. Yeah? So. There's going to be little sprinkles, little salt bays, mm. little stage over there, something over there. I'm not seeing it as, oh my God, like Africans are coming to take over carnival. Mm. And I'm not, I'm not diminishing, um, you know, how they feel about it. I'm just telling you how I feel. And me not agreeing in totality doesn't mean I don't understand. I understand. You just don't agree. I understand. I just don't mm-hmm. agree that um, it's detrimental to have an on my panel stage. I don't feel like it's detrimental to have, and that's just me. Mm-hmm. Caribbeans are going to say otherwise. I understand that. Mm-hmm. But if you believe that because I'm African mm-hmm. and because I don't agree with you that I should shut up, mm-hmm. I'll shut up. You know why? Because I don't care to die on this hill. Mm-hmm. So if you have been African, and use of not being as passionate about Caribbean music means that I don't have a valid mm. um, horse in this race, mm-hmm. I'll be quiet. Because I don't even engage in these arguments. I'm only talking about it now because I'm here. Mm. I wouldn't be talking about this if I wasn't here, you man. Because yeah. I don't care. Mm. But I'm on TDA, so now I have to force an opinion and get involved in an argument. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'll just be sitting here. No, but still, you know I mean? obviously, everyone needs to hear everyone's opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's all black people. But, but what I'm, saying saying. Is, I'm, I'm voicing my opinion. Yeah, yeah, of course. But it feels like in this room, my opinion's being no. You're, you're, this is my opinion. This is my opinion. No, it's, it's not. It's not that your opinion's being some it type is, of way. It is, but it is. it's more me, so. Anyway. It's more so a thing where we're trying to get you to see it from the perspective. No, of, I see it. But you know, what I think about life. When you don't agree with it, you don't see it. You you must not understand. Then I can understand it and still disagree. Still disagree. Yeah, I'm not oh, fucking stupid, man. I have a fucking brain. Of course, it happens all the time. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But anyway, anyway. You see when you see when um, areas get gentrified. Yeah. Always starts one little coffee shop, doesn't it? 100%. And years down the line, comes a white area. How can you the same number? How can you the same number? So let's keep allowing, allow one Amapiano piano here, mm-hmm. a last last here. In 15 years' time, we'll see what carnival our kids will be going to, going to. But I hope it doesn't get to that point. I do hope, I'm not really for gatekeeping certain things, yeah. but with this one, I really hope the Caribbean's heavily gatekeep it. And, and, and uh, this, is, this is what I was trying to say to Yusuf as well. Like, it really does. Like every single thing that we have that is black, black areas again, like gentrification. Yeah. Yeah. It always starts small. You know what? There's a exactly. cool. You know what? Where's the camera? The white's gonna be Come there. On me. Yo, let's ban Afrobeats. No Afrobeats at Carnival. Carnival needs to be one hundred percent Caribbean music. Because you know why? If not, it's gonna it's gonna infiltrate. And then in ten years time, it's not no Carnival is gonna be all Afrobeats. So let's. Let's it's, ban no, no, no. Afrobeat. It's not that. From it's not a case. That in ten years time we can have reggaeton. It could be anything. Exactly. It could be anything. Let's ban. Okay, cool. Alright, cool. I'm on your side. There should be no other music oh, at Carnival, man. bar Caribbean music. Yeah, I said it's an oracle. I don't want to hear nothing. I don't want to hear a pim <laughs> of hip hop, pop, nothing. I just want to see. I want to see Mavado and vibes. That's all I want to see. Right. That's all I want to hear. There you go. Let's, all right. Anyway, let's get to people's journal, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, welcome to the People's Journal, where I give you the news from an economics point of view. I was going to relate this to Carnival. Because <laughs> we know after Carnival, the streets is, is a mess, yes, right? So this first, this first thing, thankfully, it's not happening in London or England. It's bad as happening in Scotland, period, anyway. But this is what's happening. 
basically, there's going to be bin strikes. Um, <laughs> yeah, imagine. <laughs> Everyone's getting involved. Yes, everybody. So there's bin strikes across the Scottish um, local authorities, and that's going to go ahead this week, despite a new pay offer being made. So um, there was a previous offer of 5%. Um, obviously, we spoke about this a trillion times, by inflation, people trying to get their pay rise in line with inflation. Obviously, it's hard to get it in line with inflation, mm-hmm. especially when you consider that um, the projections for inflation come the end of the year and next year is looking like it's going to be 18%, mm-hmm. which is crazy. To expect, I guess, businesses or even the government to, to give you a, a wage increase like that is, is kind of mad. Nonetheless, um, they've been offered 5% and they're like, nah, this isn't good enough. And so um, COSLA, which is the body that represents local government, said it had a productive meeting with the trade unions on Tuesday. But three unions said um, no agreement has been reached and they called for more funding from the Scottish uh, government. Um, so yeah, the, the, um, Joanna Baxter, who basically represents um, Unison in Scotland, which is um, one of the biggest unions. We know about Unison, innit? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they, they pretty much said, look, the, the union is still a long way from an agreement. Um, she said that they um, negotiated with, pardon me, my screen just went black. They negotiated back and forth, this, that, and the third, and they just still figure, feel, feel like it's not it's not good enough. And so um, the people have voted to, to strike. And to be honest with you, rightfully so, man. If they don't do it, I don't know who they're going to get to clean these streets. So right. I think they need to obviously get back to the table and try and rectify what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Um, and the next thing I want to talk about again, it's just about inflation, to be fair. And I, I, this is pretty much going to be the narrative. Surprise, surprise. Going, yeah, exactly, going forward. And just to, to draw home to people that, you know, inflation right now is 10.1%. But I'm bringing this up because many people basically say, who's benefiting from this? Is some people benefiting from this or is nobody benefiting from this? Boris and him. <laughs> but, I mean, I was just about to say Boris isn't. I don't know why I'm defending that guy. But, <laughs> but to be fair, if his investments are in certain places, yeah. then he will benefit. And this is the right reason why I bring this up. Mm. Because again, as black people, if we put our money, excess money, whatever, that maybe just sitting in the bank, right, into certain places, even though we're, we're finding it hard with the cost of living and this, that, and the third, that money could be making money. It sounds bad like you're making money off of people. But at the end of the day, we got to do what we got to do. It's how the world goes. 100%. So, right now, the energy giants, if your money was in oil, you'll be smiling. That's how I would want to put my money in. <laughs> Listen, when I'm rich, that's where I'm going for first. Exactly. But Esther, what I would like to say to you is, don't wait till you're rich. You know what I'm saying? Is it like a couple pounds here? It's like something. A, it it's has something. to be like a lump sum, like a thousand, five hundred... It could be that. It could be smaller. You okay. know what I'm saying? It starts small. If you had put in a small amount, yeah, prior to this whole war and all that, yeah. that small amount would be the big amount that you're waiting to get. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So we can't, don't, don't, don't think something's too small. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, also, uh, basically, um, I don't know how you'd invest in the in mining industry, but yeah, actually, I guess you could obviously, you know, gold. Know and, yeah, exactly. But yeah, they're, they're pretty much doing um, well as well because um, a lot of countries are now looking for alternatives to Russia's gas, coal, and all that type of stuff. Mm. So now those businesses are starting to, those industries in other countries are starting to boom yeah. as well. So again, people, if you've got a broker, if you've got certain things in place, even nowadays, there's these, um, these apps. There's one called Free Something. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get the name and, and recommend it to certain people. Yeah. But there's certain apps out there which makes investment 
e- easy now. Okay. Back in the day, you need to call up, call up your bank, speak okay. to this person, have meetings, sit down, go there, do a bunch of crap. Now, you can do it yourself through these um, companies. Okay. And the commission is very, very small for some of them. So again, people... It'll try, be handy. Yeah, man. Try, try, try and get into it. Um, shipping companies are doing well. And also, sellers of luxury watches and fine wine. Again, we ain't been in this country for that long to be having wine sellers. <laughs> <laughs> we, we know this, right? But there's companies out there that, that exist mm. where your money can go to invest in. You mm. know what I'm saying? And um, yeah, based on... Uh, brokers at Knight Frank they reported basically that the value of investments in fine wine and luxury watches shot up 16% last year art went up by 13% whiskeys and coins things that we don't even think about mm. you know what I'm saying in our community like you were saying earlier there's certain things we just don't know about right yeah it's like Soldier Boy with the toilet roll he invested <laughs> in the toilet roll before um, COVID happened there you go and also people were fighting over toilet roll and made a lot of money the guy's smiling you know what I'm saying Soldier Boy stays smiling <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah I just wanted to mention that and um yeah, man. Even the, the world's largest fine wine trader, which is Bordeaux Index, yeah. um, they reported 37% increase in sales. 37%. That's, that's, a lot of, mm. that's a lot of money, man. And the key thing is here, it's higher than inflation. So yeah. your money isn't just sitting in the bank like we would be doing mm. a couple of years ago, getting 0.5%, which means nothing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You are doing better, better than inflation. So, yeah, just something for us to, to think about pretty much. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much the end. Oh, sorry. I've got one more thing for people out there. I don't, I don't want to leave it till tomorrow. Um, I know I mentioned before about the cost of living and how um, everyone's pretty much, not everybody, but certain people in certain area, in certain um, uh, cohorts um, are entitled to certain payments from the government. Mm-hmm. Uh, people received um, their payment, um, £326 between the 14th and the 31st of July. But that second payment of £324, which is 650 in total, is due to be paid in autumn. So if you're on universal credit, income-based job seekers allowance, employment and support allowance, income support, working tax credit, child tax credit, mm-hmm. pension credit, those type of um, things, and you haven't got your money, go to the um, go to your job center, uh, DWP, call them up, sort it out, basically. Yeah. If you're like, if that's your situation now, um, for whatever reason, obviously you've missed the first one. Still apply, and hopefully you'll be. Um, Eligible for the yeah. next one. Every penny ha- um, helps, man. And this Absolutely. is this is almost this is three hundred plus pounds, man. It's something. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, uh, that's the end of the People's Journal. All right, let's get into Wellness Wednesday. I said it were black groups. Is there uh, we have music today, or is this? <laughs> oh, there is. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Brent. Thank you, Brent. All right. So today's um, quotes. Music is quite loud. But it's all right. Nice. <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> Thank you, Brent. <laughs> um, today's today's um, quotes. I kind of um, wanted it to be kind of like a continuation of last week. Okay. Last week, we had the great Nelson Mandela. Mm-hmm. This week, we have the great Winnie Mandela. Okay. As we know, she was um, the former wife of... Nelson Mandela, she passed away about four years now. And these three quotes kind of speak to the struggle and what was going on, uh, you know, with South Africans, apartheid and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. But I feel like a lot of them can apply to all areas of life. Yeah. Cool. So the first one is, it is only when all black groups join hands and speak with one voice 
that we shall be a bargaining force which will decide its own destiny. Esther smiling. <laughs> I didn't anticipate this. <laughs> but it's powerful. I'm going to say it one more time. It's only when all black groups join hands and speak with one voice that we shall be a bargaining force which will decide its own destiny. The next one, and Winnie Mandela was a, was a big proponent of, of you know, Can't women's be. rights. Carnival. <laughs> Carnival too, according to Brett. <laughs> As, um, she said, to those who oppose us, we say, strike the woman and you strike the rock. Period. There you go. I'm going to say it one more time. To those who oppose us, we say, strike the woman and you strike the rock. I'm going to make that Instagram caption. That's a good one. It's powerful. And the very last one, not least though, but last if you, are, if you are to free yourselves, you must break the chains of oppression yourselves. Only then can we express our dignity. Only when we have liberated ourselves can we cooperate with other groups. Any acceptance of humiliation, indignity, or insult is acceptance of inferiority. I'm going to say it one more time. If you, are free, if you are to free yourselves, you must break the chains of oppression yourselves. Only then can we express our dignity. Only when we have liberated ourselves can we cooperate with other groups. Any acceptance of humiliation, indignity, or insult is acceptance of inferiority. And that's today's Wellness Wednesday. That was lovely. That last quote, that was the last sentence. Mm. I like that. Cool. Very apt. Very. All right. Yes. Into our last headlines for today. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, that's, <laughs> that was a nice, that was a nice remix. I can't <laughs> even lie to you. That was actually a nice remix. <laughs> All right. So, um, this headline is to do with the drought um, that's been happening, not just in, in the UK. Remember, yeah. we spoke about this last week, mm-hmm. but happening throughout um, Europe. And basically, what it is is Two-thirds of Europe is under some sort of drought warning in what is likely to be the worst of such an event in 500 years. The latest report from the Global Drought Observatory Observatory, pardon me, says 47% of the continent is in warning conditions, meaning soil has dried up. Another 17% is on alert, meaning vegetation shows signs of stress. The report warns that the dry spell will hit crop yields, spark wildfires, and may last several months more in some um, of Europe's southern regions. Compared with the average of the previous five years, EU forecasts for harvests are down 16% for grain maize, 15% for soybeans, which is bad for the vegans, and 12% mm-hmm. for sunflowers. The drought observatory is part of the European Commission's research wing. Responding to it, the commission warned that preliminary data suggests the current drought still appears to be the worst since at least 500 years. Research Commissioner Maria Gabriel said the ongoing heat wave and water shortages have created an unprecedented stress on water levels in the entire EU. We are currently noticing a wildfire season sensibly above the average and an important impact on crops production. Climate change is undoubtedly more noticeable every year. The report warned that nearly all of Europe's rivers have dried up to some extent. Mm-hmm. Apart from the obvious impact on boats, dry rivers, are also hitting the energy sector, which is already in crisis. Hydroelectric- 
hydroelectric power has dropped by a significant 20%, according to the report. So, yeah, man. Again, this is something that could, um, not could, but is affecting us. Mm. Obviously, we've got the whole hose pipe um, ban, ban mm. which is being enforced. But, um, yeah, it's happening throughout Europe. And um, the next headline, again, um, kind of relates to our connection to Europe, um, was about the Eurotunnel and what happened yesterday. So dozens of people were left stranded for hours inside the Channel Tunnel after a train from Calais to Folkestone appeared to have broke, broken down. Footage emerged showing Eurotunnel, the shuttle passengers, being evacuated through an emergency service tunnel after having to abandon their vehicles. They were eventually transferred to a replacement train and taken to the Folkestone Terminal in Kent. The shuttle said the train's alarms went off and this indeed needed to be investigated. Sarah Fellows, age 37, she was a passenger. Um, she was giving her account and she pretty much said, the service tunnel was terrifying. It was like a disaster movie. We were just walking into the abyss, not knowing what was going to happen. We all had to stay under the sea in this big cube. There was a woman crying in the tunnel, another woman having a panic attack who was traveling alone. Another passenger who didn't want to be named said several people were freaking out about being down in the service tunnel. It's a bit of a weird place. We were stuck down there for at least five hours. Mm-hmm. The, the shuttle, which transports vehicles through the tunnel, initially said on Twitter a train had broken down, but later added to the BBC that a train had not actually broken down, but it's just that the alarms going off meant investigations were needed. That's my worst fear, you know. Mm. One time I was stuck in the Rotherhide um, tunnel because two cars in front of me, I think something, I think they hit each other. Something, actually, something happened. Mm. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is my worst. I just, I can't be stuck in a tunnel. Mm-hmm. Even like when I'm on the underground and it goes through the dark bit, I'm like, Lord, <laughs> let me see the other side. I just can't. It's, mm. It stresses me out. It yeah. stresses me out. It's horrible. Sometimes, I don't know why this stupid thing comes to my head. I just think to myself, what if we're driving through over high of a black tunnel or whatever, you just see a crack and you see water <laughs> coming through. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? <sighs> you know what I'm saying? Because you know what is... Could I have 3.10 here? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know I always think, because basically the other day I was going through the Blackboard Tunnel and the, mm-hmm. there was a, this truck next to me. But I could see like some kind of spark going off. I was... Beat the fruit. I said, nope, not me. Not today, Satan. I'm not about to be next to you when this goes off. Dead that. It's mad. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, very, it's very crazy. Yeah, there's no room to maneuver at all. You're just finished. You're, You're just finished. Just, yeah. You can't even get out of running. You're, you can't die. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> the ghetto. All right. Let's get into the outro. <laughs> Right, lovely show as always. Thank you guys for tuning in as you always do. Do like this video, subscribe to the channel, join our community, community.thenewblack.com. We'll be having more information for you guys before the end of the week or on the day that the weekends uh, <laughs> about what we're going to do with the community and you know the TDA stuff. So get to get to joining, get to referring, do all that great stuff. Mm-hmm. Follow us on all our social media platforms the day after TNB. Um, like, comment, share our videos, do all that great stuff. If you would like to send voice notes, text messages in, asking for friends to talk, what you do, or just comments in general, send it into 075 Um, If you would like to inquire about the show, feature on the show, email the team the day after at thenewblack.com. Black is put with an X. Happy Wednesday. We'll be back here tomorrow. <laughs>